podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. Uh, my name's Dan Kennett and this is the um, much delayed uh, 22-23 season review pod. Um, been rescheduled about three times but here we are. Um, it's Friday night and we're recording nice and early but I do have the full team which is one reason why we've been rescheduling this. Um, I got Mr Daniel Rhodes, evening Rhodesy. Evening, definitely have to be all of us. I'm glad we got us all together. Um, yeah. I must admit, I've been watching a lot of cricket. So. Well, it is the summertime, Rosie, <laughs> to be fair. I think that's allowed, isn't it? And Philly's off on a cricket game tomorrow with, with, with just nine in his team. That's commitment. Yeah, uh, Phil, are you playing? Are you playing a nine versus eleven cricket game? Really, tomorrow? Yeah, it's a friendly, isn't it, mate? So we're allowed to. But yeah, we'll, oh, they'll we'll give you two fielders. They'll give you two fielders. Two fielders, or we'll reduce the overs, so it will be yeah, yeah. less onus on the bowling side of it from our side, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 I'll give you. I'll give you the scorecards for a laugh like, when I when I get back. All right, you know. <laughs> old deflection tactics, Dan. So we have to talk about the season. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. anyway, you just heard him there. It's Dr. Phil Barter. Uh, evening, Phil. How you doing, mate? You're right. And good. Good. And he's he's also with us. It's Mr. Simon Brundish, fresh from his fresh from his promotion at Derby County. <laughs> How you doing, Si? You don't even know what role you've been promoted to, do you? You said oh, it was just some job title. It's brilliant. I love it. I, I have this discussion all the time with all sorts of people. What is your job? I'm the fitness guy. That's yeah. it. You can you can give it some executive title all you like, but um, with my thirteen different roles, I'm largely just a fitness guy. Yeah, yeah, but you have more responsibility now. In that one role, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, right. We are here to do the Liverpool season review pod, and um, what we're going to do is we're going to break uh, the pod the season down into four phases. Um, and mainly because of the death of Queen Elizabeth II, gave basically a, an extra an extra interval, a two week unexpected interval in in um, in September. Um, and then we're going to go to the World Cup after the World Cup, and then obviously the end of the season where we picked up form with the um, with the WM. Um, so we're going to start with that pre season and and the, and that first block of games. Si, um, um, it's fair to say, I think, when we when we look back on the season, we were really on the back foot from the very start, weren't we? I I think so. I don't think we uh, planned very well. I think we were surprised by the reaction, the physical reaction in our players. 
and uh, and maybe the emotional toll it took on them for all sorts of reasons. I, do you know, weird thing, the, the, it was the anniversary of uh, Paris, like two weeks ago, and uh, I sat, like, with my son and my wife and uh, talking about it in the garden, and, like, it, there's real visceral sickness feeling over that night. Yeah. And, and I... I'd never really given allowance for this, but I wonder how much of an emotional toll it took on those lads from, from like, not just the, we talked about the winning and losing of, of tournaments and, and the incessant stress of it, but like getting yourself back up. And that was a horrible, horrible experience on my, for, uh, from my part. And I think for, for many of the players that had family and friends. Yeah, that, they were, a lot of them were caught up in it, weren't they? And the same, exactly. just, like all the, just like all the other fans. Yeah. So I, I don't know whether it brought some level of, uh, you know, you hear when people have bad situations in life, like uh, your, your relatives die or something, it provides, they say, oh, you know, it gives you context of what's important or whatever. I, I wonder if it was just like this maelstrom of all of this, these emotional, psychological um, inputs, and that was a significant one. and it And it just like, it makes it hard to reach that heightened, what in football we call a heightened state of stimulation um, of the uber focus that Liverpool are famous for, that had the mentality monsters. I think maybe they were just sick to their stomachs. Yeah. Cy Bundish going in with intangibles first, Dan. I know, but he did. He, remember, he talked about his own Paris experience on the, on the air, know, didn't he? Yeah, it, just, yeah. it is traumatic, yeah. Yeah. Um it's bound to affect everybody, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. And um the other thing um I guess we need to talk about before we get actually on to the games, uh but is the actual summer transfer window. Um it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the best, was it? It wasn't. I think we, we missed out on our top target in midfield and then our secondary target if too if many too many and then I think we we switched and tried to go for Jude I think apparently <clears throat> yeah uh, didn't, didn't get either fucking killing Mbappé eh? uh, yeah I mean changed his mind changed his mind and then Rail changed focus and Rail do what they do which is yeah. they want to play they go and get them yeah. um, and then we I think we got in um, Darwin fairly early on didn't we I think yeah um, which two, two weeks after Paris I think we um, got by this time last year we got Nunes in Got Nunes in. Um, I did, is that it? We saw, have I lost a player in, in my mind? Well, we sang Cavalio. Okay, yeah. Uh, but that was pretty much done. <laughs> but no midfielders in the key. No midfielders, no midfielders in the key. Uh, no no other areas of strength, really. I mean, Carvalho's a kid, isn't he? He wasn't due to come in and be anything other than a developing kid, I would have, wouldn't have imagined. So, um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't a guy. I think also when we look back, there were signs there that the planning had started to go away. Yeah. That we would, we'd missed out on one. Um, whereas normally traditionally we'd pivoted and gone straight in and got another one because he'd already had that one. Yeah. And we wouldn't, we didn't. yeah. And we, we, we weren't, we, we wouldn't go anybody apart from Jude Bellingham. There was no yeah. other. Which it is was, not really a pivot, is it? It's, yeah. You're going from an 80 million pound player to a hundred million pound player. That's not yeah. a pivot. That's, that's a, that's another top target. Um, whereas you look at how, I mean, we'll come into how we're start looking like we're operating now is a lot more like, right, we've got a list, we've done a lot of the groundwork and we're just yeah. going through 
systematically as we used to do, which is what's, what gave us yeah. the platform to be successful with. Yeah. Um, um, wasn't, wasn't the key the key point of uh, concern when we signed Arthur on the transfer? Day? Well, I was just about to come on to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I mean... Even before that, because that was the culmination of it. Yeah, but because of the consequences of previous actions, that was kind of the moment where we all went, oh, for God's sake. I mean, I, to be honest, right, I'd forgotten we signed him. What did he play, 16 minutes in total? Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely, exactly, that's what I'm saying. But all those, things, all those things and the lack of planning and the lack of decision-making and lack of process basically just led to a panic loan. Yeah, a massive panic. It was a bit like um, the season where the centre-halves are injured. Yeah, and he was adamant. All January window, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. And it wasn't. It cracked in the last week, I think, or something or other. And then we panicked, panicked, and got back in on loan. And Ben Davis on a free or whatever it is, low fee. It was very much like low quality. I mean, Arthur might be a good player. I don't. I've no. He wasn't cheap though. When you look back at it, no, it wasn't. Fees and wages. It's going to be about no. It's going to be about eight million in terms of fees and wages. Jeez. It's, a, it's it's just you might just set it on fire. You might as well go eight million quid and set it on fire. Well, yeah, I mean that's eight million. Gee, I just I didn't realise it was that much. I thought it was that's, a, that's I, a Robertson. That is a Robertson. Yeah. Which, but then we we wouldn't have made that kind of deal back last summer. That's another thing. Uh, we probably would have wasted. Well, we did waste the eight million. So yeah, I think the lack of planning really showed through when that window closed. I think we were sat here after a few games, going, "Hang on a minute." This, this, you know, our predictions of whatever point is we're looking very, uh, very on a, not on great ground at that point, should we say? Yeah. Do you know, it's, it's 250 sports scientists, or it's, uh, it's eight and a half times the budget of the women's club. Eight, eight million. Eight million. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> That's like you sound like the Daily Mail, always quoting figures in doctors and nurses and soldiers. Um, waste figures in number of, number of soldiers. Waste anyway. figures there, yeah. Yeah. Can can we also can I can I just I'm not going to defend them at all because I don't I, I I mostly I think I was wrong uh, thinking that we could manage in midfield though. I my my opinion at the time was always that that Jurgen wouldn't have changed the midfielders. Unless no, he would, he would still pick Henderson and he would still pick Fabinho, which which, yes. which is what happened. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But one of the things I hadn't really uh, made allowances for were that um, in the last three years, no, last season, so coming into the season, there were 32 players that did four four and a half thousand minutes. And we, um, we, have, uh, we had 14 players... Um, that were hitting career numbers, but also we got seven players that have done four, more than 4,000 minutes in three consecutive seasons. Mm, yeah. The demands on our players, I can't find any club that have remotely close to the demands uh, imposed on their big eight players ever. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, we, got, we got seven midfielders. On on paper, if you just look at Fab, Endo, Milner, Naby, Thiago, CJ, Ox, oh yeah, we've got plenty. Harvey, that's eight. It's only when you actually contextualise with the uh, interactions of the likelihood of getting injured, the propensity for for those injuries, the risk of of the potential of those injuries occurring as uh, like consecutively or concurrently. That's worse, and that's what happened. 
and yeah. the fact of whether they would have got picked or not. Well, yeah, plus the fact that, you know, he's basically going to pick from Fulton Henderson regardless of how he plays. Yeah. And he, he, yeah, he'll start pretty much. And yeah, unless it's like back to back to back games or something, but then even then. Um, Rosie, At the end of the season, he went back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. 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 Um, Rosie, though, um, the season did start on a, on, a, on, a, on, a pretty, on a pretty good note, right? The, the Community Shield. Well, of course. Um, yeah, a Nunes goal, a victory over Man City, a very optimistic under pressure preview season pod. Absolutely. I mean, think yeah. back to how you felt after that that uh, Community Shield performance, and everybody was upbeat because we thought, okay, here we go again, bang. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise, and a license with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. It was, it was great. It was intense. It was, you know, we, we looked like normal. It was such a hard context to interpret how possibly bad we might be in this season at that point in time. But I do think we've kind of missed some stuff, haven't we? I think we've kind of missed the stuff to discuss then, the volume of minutes for some of our key players over consecutive seasons, um, the nature of the season itself with the breaks, um, the, the supposed mess-up in the pre-season our players didn't look physically capable. The intangibles about Paris, um, the lack of mm. refreshment in midfield. I know we had the volume, but it seems like we didn't have the uh, ability to, to execute it. We didn't have the physicality to execute it, which is one of the biggest stories in the first period mm. of games. So I don't know if you want to come to, onto the stats, down, but they, they look all right. And that's the diff. That's the, the you've, we've got quite a small sample for the first block. But then we've got a nine nil win, so we have to you have to marry both off as a context. Yeah. Because they look good on face value. They really do look good on face value, the numbers I've got. But we uh, didn't have that. Um we had just a couple of huge um numbers games, and one was a nine nil win, and then there was the other victory got over Newcastle. But a lot of teams are sitting back against us, so we were getting high volumes. But yeah. We were talking about in those opening period of games, and this is why I want to reflect, contrast it with the stats, which look healthy to me. We were constantly we're talking about the physicality. We were getting outrun all the time. Mm. We yeah. wasn't pressing effectively. Nope. So even though the numbers looked okay on the first value of the, that block of games, which is until what the Queen's Queen's death, the numbers kind of don't tell the whole story in this period. No. You know, 2.2 non-penalty XG4, it's high. That's very high. Only 1.02 against, incredibly high. 2.7 big chances for, 
it's league winning for us. That's what we were, that's about what it was when we won the league. But it was 1.8 against, and maybe that was telling us something. Maybe that was telling us because we've come on to how bad we were in the next two blocks. But the, on the podcasts, even after that opt- optimistic season preview, we were digging down in these first few games saying there's something not right here. I know the yeah. results are going against yeah, us, which yeah. kind of looks like scoreboard journalism, but there was definitely something ticking. No, Systematic the full, issue, wasn't it? Yeah, the Fulham pod was very, was was pretty savage, to be honest. We were like, we, I think we we're all in a state of shock at how bad the Fulham yeah. performance was. And um, Sai, I just wanted to come on. We'd already had, um, Jota was already injured by this point, so was Canate. And with his mystery injury, there was a couple of others as well. I can't quite recall who. Um, but yeah, then then Fulham and they just literally ran all over us, right? They ran straight through us. We had absolutely no control. We were panicking structurally. We were panicking, uh, and then it just it created a whole new headline and narrative on match the day that they were seeing how how they the opposition could pick their way through us. Um, to be fair, in the first block of games. Um, we were setting um, an all-time record for injuries. Um, so in the first block of games, we had, uh, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. We had, do you want to guess how many players we had? At, uh, how many games missed we had at that point? Was it something like six, six per week? So I go 50. We've got, we got 9.1 per game missing. Wow. And we've got wow. Some wow. 82 games missed. <laughs> Who else was there apart from... I mentioned Jota and Canato. Who else? Yeah, so, uh, so you got uh, you got uh, Naby, you got Thiago got injured in the second... In oh, the yeah, first game of the season, yeah, halfway yeah. through the first game of the season, which was a huge thing. Uh, Ibu, Simi got injured early on. Uh, Ramsey, the replacement, was injured. Uh, Kev was injured and Cade was injured. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. So without actual first team like selection, Thiago being maybe the first team name on the team sheet uh, 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 from a midfield perspective. So uh, you you probably go Ali, uh, Virgil, Trent, Thiago, Mo. Yeah. In, in some kind of order, but they were they would be your the team you're building around, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Uh, Particularly at the beginning of the season, if we're evolving a new a new setup, you're like they're your key components, and one of them gets injured during the game, which is going to be one of my narratives uh, that, that uh, we're going to build that through the season. Another player emergency replacement during the game. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, in this block of games, first block, it was nine games, uh, nine games in total, including the Community Shield, six in the Premier League, uh, where we were nine points from six games, uh, which is one point five points per game. Not very good. And um, but um, I was away. For, I was away for the Palace pod. Um, there was talk that the title challenge was effectively over after the after two draws, but it was definitely over after the United defeat on the Monday Night Football, which was just a horrific performance, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I think it... Even in, we, a season, in a season of bad performances, that was very close to the top. I would agree with you. I think it was also, as Rody said, we'd started to sort of notice a little bit, but that really was 
the epitome of everything we'd started to sort of dig out came to came to light. You know, we got completely overrun in midfield. There was the an intangible, but the manager was picking players we we were saying was unsuitable for that fixture. You know, but there was there was decisions being made about lineups. It was zone seven thing. Zone well, seven it? thing. Yeah. Uh, was that the game at Goman? No, Goma started and he's a few players pulled out. Yeah, that came in. You I think you had um Milner, Henderson in a two in midfield at Old Trafford, was it? Was some I can't remember the lineup now, but it was I think when we all saw it. I think it, it was Milner Hendo Elliott. That was it, that was it. We, we all saw it in the group game, we're gonna get beat here. And yet we just weren't used to having that that opinion going into a game, and then it came out, and we got. I mean, I know there's there's chances in that game. As so I'll probably come on to, we had little bits, a little bit of some moments where it could have gone this way, but as it turned out, you know, it could have scored a lot more. I was just going to bring in the uh, Monte Carlo as I've done for each block. If you oh, want nice to, Dolph. Yeah, um, yeah, please. Just to add to the stats that Rodie had given you, and a little bit of insight, we actually overperformed defensively. So <laughs> no we, we should have conceded eight goals. I know that's only two more, but I'm just saying we should have conceded eight more goals. And scoring wise, we overperformed. We should have only scored 12. So there was already, I know that doesn't sound a lot, but in the context of that little block at the beginning, it shows you that there was some paper over the cracks and how well Ali was playing. Ali basically saved us two goals there. And that's the thing that comes throughout the whole season, right? Yeah, we were and bad in attack for that first block, apart from one we game bad. against Bournemouth. Exactly, which outweighs us. If you took those yeah. goals off against Bournemouth... The other games yeah, we were poor, yeah. We were very, very poor. And defensively, we'd already started showing signs that if it's statistically and from the... Uh, this is from Thousand Sims. We weren't anywhere near where we should have been. Uh, and Ali was was outperforming his XG at that uh, the post shot XG at that time as well. So yeah, we conceded four pen, uh, big chances against Palace and Man United, and only created yeah. one against Man United. So yeah, we conceded yeah. four against Palace. Yeah, four against Palace. Jesus, yeah. and we, oh. had t- we had ten men, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Not at home, yeah. Um, yeah. Si, it's fair to say, though, that the main, I think the main number one focus of the media in the opening block of games was Virgil. And we saw the penalty in the Fulham game, the, 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 the crazy goal, the Sancho goal for the opening game when we saw Hen, uh, we saw him arguing with Milner on the pitch at Old Trafford. It, it, that, was the, that was the big story, wasn't it? Well, Nunes as well, I suppose, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. If it, it, I think it was the story for us. I think it was the story that... that um... No, I think he was getting a lot of it in the media too. Really? That early? Um, or maybe not though. Okay, maybe I'm mis- maybe I'm yeah, I, th- I think I, I think it was well into the second block. They gave him a lot of rope to hang himself with. He was appalling early on in the season, and as we as they all were. But um, there were, I, I, just, I I think there were a lot of different stuff going on at the time, and um, one of the factors in in how we play was that Virgil's um, Virgil was a playmaker from centre yeah. back. Yeah, and and at one point, um, two seasons ago, his um, uh, he played nine point eight percent of his passes were progressive, and in the first block, it was down to four point three. Wow. And it's just he wasn't being Virgil in possession or out of possession. Yeah, and teams were sensing weakness, weren't they? Definitely, teams were going at him. You could, we could, we we talked about it right from the start that they previously wouldn't do it, but you know. They, yeah. were, they were he allowing, was... they were dropping, like like we talk about the low blocks, that they were dropping so deep 
do you, do you know how many touches in the box we're having? How many, how many is, is a, a decent number of touches in the box for Liverpool? I think 25 is a decent number, but I think I've seen Rosie's figures and it was, a, we were over 40, weren't we, most of the time? 48. 48. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 48 touches in the box. So I run touches in the box per goal and we were averaging 39 touches in the box per goal in that block. And the upper was like something about two, wasn't it? <laughs> touches per goal. Yeah. 33 yeah. is our average under Klopp, 16 against. Yeah. Nice. In that period, in that period, our penalty block differences against were fourteen, and we were forty-five. I know me and I've got slightly different yeah. uh, definitions. I use the up to one, but yeah, yeah, we were, we were getting into the box lots. Who's our best period for penalty box difference? Yeah, it's crazy. Just, just for just for uh, listeners' references, just uh, is the opta count if if a player touches the box and they're uh, ball in the box when they're offside, or if they lose possession. They count that, and I don't. That's the only difference. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's true, actually. A player offside in the penalty box will get a penalty box touch for that being offside. Yeah, it's crazy, but yeah, it's an event in that respect. So, yeah, nice work, say. <laughs> the um, the end. This first block of games, one the thing, the third, the third match from the end, Rosie, are maybe our biggest ever thrashing under Jurgen Klopp. Uh, well, maybe before Real Madrid, but I think statistically this was a much bigger thrashing than Real at home. Napoli. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn, I can't believe it. I thought, yeah, our biggest thrashing. So nine nine big chances conceded. Nine. Nine big chances. That's the game. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. It, just, it literally doesn't get any worse. That was by far our worst performance. Um, I also did the pressing for that one. And it was grim. It was one of the worst pressing performances I've ever collected. Um, Osherman was unbelievable. The lad whose name I can't pronounce, never mind Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Maradona. (laughs) The new Maradona. He he was ridiculous. Um, Yeah, we had a minus two uh, non-penalty XG difference. I think they went easy on us. Um, Second half, yeah. We had one big chance. They had nine. Yeah, they they definitely declared, didn't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. To use the cricket season analogy, they They declared declared. after an hour. They got the they got day chairs out and cigars. So uh, yeah, they they were chilling. (laughs) Yeah, let's see if we can find it. But um, our extreme up on that game must have been something else because we were just. Awful for an hour. The wor- that is possibly the worst hour under Klopp. It's hard. It's, to- it's, it's the worst XG we've conceded under Klopp. It's the second worst XG two we've conceded under Klopp. Do you know? Do you know what the highest post shot XG we've conceded ever against Klopp? Oh, was, under it, Klopp. was it the Man City five nil? No. It's uh, another very obvious one. What Man City a high four one Spurs? No, Jack Grealish was playing the Real game. Villa, oh, Jack. Oh, Villa, Villa. Oh, the seven. Oh, Villa. Oh, oh, seven. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Reflections galore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for goal, it was 4.8 to 1.3, Dan. With, with, I think we discussed it on the pod at the time, with six huge blotches of Napoli colour on the M4 goal shot map. You can barely see the penalty box. It was that bad. Yeah. I mean, this was, I think... I think this was the game side where the panic really set in. 
amongst the fans and the coaching staff here. And I think it's led to a lot of what happened after the restart of it as well. I mean, the whole the Milner, Fabinho, Elliott, and you know, we just got absolutely destroyed, didn't we? Do you, do, I wonder. We absolutely did. So, so I, I actually looking through these numbers, it feels a little bit like um, I know you guys will get it, but most of them don't. Like um, the early Gooch uh, captaincy of England against the West Indies, that <laughs> oh, they just nice. come in thoroughly spanked us. Yes. It was it was yeah. it was an absolute larrapit. There was yeah. nothing we could do about it. <laughs> <laughs> but no so, one in America will understand. But we, me, 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 Dan and Phil are sat here going, "That's perfect. That's a perfect." I think it was. I think. I think it was David Gower, by the way. Actually, it's five 0 <laughs> Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. right, right. The, yeah. Uh, but it was. It was like te- you. Were, we were playing at time like technically brilliant players, but also. They were just physically bossed us, yeah, and yeah. we didn't know. We, we had no way to get around that. And for Liverpool team, if, going away from the analogy, from the Liverpool team, that blew their minds. Yeah. We'd never been bullied. Like it's yeah. lit instantly. The first game, Klopp took over, and we were a bunch of pussies at that point under Brendan. And instantly, we started. We started physically imposing ourselves on Spurs, and and so for this. We were just being run. We lost every single physical battle. It was, it was, it was definitely a, a moment. But I, I wonder re- retrospectively if the context was wrong. I, I wonder if the panic, like if if the panic of the first you you were talking about the first the United game, like yeah. the yeah. first three games. Yes, uh, we lost the league after United. Right, yeah. well, the point total. It's not true. It's not remotely true. But yeah. we we were all convinced of it, and were the players convinced of it? And so so that death spiral really kicked in way too early. Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah, just yeah. the yeah, the knowledge of what how few points you can drop against yeah. Man City. <laughs> you know, you know, the City were already nine from nine. You know, um, yeah. I think, and yeah. then you, you actually it actually turns out that you could have dropped thirty three. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, true. I tell you, this game also I thought was a was a real big highlight on Virgil. Because yeah. I know, Sai, you said you're right. This might have been the moment. Don't this was the moment because Sai, you called out. I think this was the first time I thought on a pod that you were no, he's just not trying. Yeah, awesome yeah it felt like he wasn't trying. He, yeah. he could have run to save the goal after half time. He didn't bother. Yeah, he just let the World through. Cup syndrome. Is this something we? You know, this is something that players might. <laughs> Back of the minds that we can't contextualize or quantify, but is it is this the moment when certain players start going? There's more important things this season. Yeah, there was a lot, a bit of talk of that early on. There was time. a bit of talk of that, yeah, but still, yeah, that's great attitude. You can understand but, yeah. why why individual human beings would do yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Virgil has already missed one, hasn't he? From injury, hundred percent happens being in a change I've heard this. It absolutely happens, but it it doesn't happen to the elite when they're fighting for something with that team. But when they're not, and we 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 had openly talked that we that the league was done at this point. Yeah. Then okay, then let's focus on the World Cup because we can win the World Cup. These players can. So it it does make sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah massively. And I think also the first two games <clears throat> in the Champions League weren't great, so they might have already gone. Do you know what? 
it's just it's, we're not going to win that either. Napoli went on to win the league title, by the way. Just yeah, they we did. We weren't playing a tin pot Italian side. They no, no, no they, they, they were. It was the pretty sides I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, Na- Napoli have the best numbers in the whole of Europe in their league. Yeah, yeah. but say. but they've been no other season before, and they've been rebuilt over the summer, and we were literally in the middle of September. So yeah, anyway, it's levels, isn't it? Yeah, but, um, yeah. But the um, Man United game, I forgot to mention that in that first half, our midfield didn't attempt a single tackle in that first half against Man United, and um, yeah, this was and in the, and this game, um, we had sixty one percent possession, Rosie, but every time. Um, our attack broke down. Napoli just countered and killed us every single time. And should it, should it just, And that was a theme. That was a big theme, wasn't it? Negative transition was a big thing. Yeah, yeah I didn't know we were going to go in depth on this game, but I would have got the pre- some of the pressing details because I can remember it might have been the, the highest um, failed pressers leading to shots in this game. Yeah, it might it might have been like two and a half, two point seven. XG conceded from our failed presses, which was something... Well, I mean, that... I mean, Milner gave away the pen and another shot in the fact the first five minutes, and then Fabinho did about six, I think, in this game as yeah. well. Elliot was just nowhere. He was completely in no man's land. Uh, Gomez also had a poor game. Right. Yeah, yeah, Gomez was bullied, you know, Gomez was bullied by Osserman, wasn't he? Really? Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. So it was kind of a case of... This is kind of a... I know people have talked about the Southampton game, but this was a representation of our... Next two blocks coming up in terms of defensive levels. Yeah. Um, some of the pressing I was collecting was involved a lot of failed presses leading to um, big chances. <laughs> that Alison saved a lot, but we'll talk yeah. about that. Right. So, anyway, let's do that next block of games up to the World Cup. So, we have 13 games, uh, eight in the Premier League, four in the Champions League, one League Cup. Um, we were sixth in the league table at the end of it. Um, 22 points from 14 games. Um, but we were in the league. We were 1-4, drawn one, lost three in the period. And there was the losses were to Arsenal, Nottingham Forest. God, that was bad. And Leeds at home. Uh, Virgil's first ever home defeat at Anfield after about three and a half years. Um, so, yeah. But the theme of this um, block is the formation changes. But... Not straight away, Bart, because we have that break. We have two weeks. Uh, we come back with a home game against Brighton, who yeah. just changed their manager. I think this, was the, I think this was the first game under De Zerbi, or maybe mm-hmm. the second. No, first game. First game. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was bad. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was very bad. Um, I mean, just to give you... If you uh, do the MC for you nice and early, um, this block is horrendous. This is like uh, our actual goals and actual... So conceding, we conceded in the league, by the way. We actually under... So we overperformed defensively. This is Ali coming to a shining light by eight goals. And he saved scoring, his eight goals. He saved his eight goals. Jesus. And scoring-wise, <laughs> we were under by five. So we we were just hopelessly at either end and thankfully Ali as we said at the time actually Ali was keeping us out of the relegation zone um, by by playing out of his skin as he continued to do yeah. in terms of you know I did the wave, the wave plots it's it's really interesting because the profiles don't actually change that much uh, <laughs> apart from the last block but the middle yeah. two blocks are shockingly bad our, our average pass and touches per wave drop below a 10 mark which is which is a, a characteristic of ours we have a high amount and second half drop off 
was bad the first block. I mean, you go from an average of a 12-pass block to a, a four in the first block. Second one, we're down to two. Two touches, two passes, passes per sort of wave, if you like it, after half time in the second half hour. Complete lack of ability to get any control of the ball. It's just a short maps. So we go from having shots in the box to almost entirely all of our big chances and goals outside the box in the second the second block. It's just, you start seeing the season completely and utterly fracture away. Um, yeah, and that Brighton game was, I think, was it they attacked four times, was it? And then he had scored three goals and had one big chance. I can't remember the top of my head about that, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember the after the match, I think, uh, Modi, um, have you got the, the, well, did Brighton have six shots and they were all within about nine metres of our goal? Was it something like that? Yeah, the Brighton's... <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to cry. Um, Brighton's shot quality in this game um, from six shots was 0.32. The worst we've ever had. It was bad, but the worst we've ever had from anyone with more than five shots. Um, we did have five big chances, they had six. So every single one of their shots in this game, which is another first, yeah. was a big chance. Yeah, and Ali made two brilliant saves from um yeah. from the lad who went to ask Trossard, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. All their shots were all was probably a fair result looking at all the data. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Brian's shots just say we're all around the penalty box. There's a penalty spot as well. I think the theme was at the time for us was, you know, we've had this unexpected break to go and work on things and we come back and we just turn in that performance. To, oh, and we're just and worse. Saying, we're we, worse as well. Yeah. We'd, we'd had seven games in the season at this point and then three of them we'd conceded four or more big chances and six <laughs> in one game. Yeah. And I think this is—I think this is where people really, really focused on Fabinho, on Trent, um, and to be honest, there should have been just as much focus on Jordan Henderson, and Harvey Elliott. I was, was going to yeah, say, people, say, but yeah, he was most of getting a card, wasn't he? An easy yeah, most of the most of the focus was Fabinho and Trent, though, particularly, yeah. and, you know, and, and even more so Trent because <laughs> I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to say this, but he did look at times like he couldn't be asked. I mean, it's a bit of a bad thing to accuse a football, professional football of not being asked, but it did look that way at times, right? Yeah. And, I'm, alongside I'm not, DVD as well. As, yeah, yeah but I think a lot of this is this is untangibles, but it's the performances in front of them, I think, as we said at the time, we're yeah. looking in, they were like, well, how are they getting a free pass? And yeah, we're, yeah. we're getting slaughtered. Yeah. And they're doing loads more work, because they were, they were, we were under, I mean, Sire made a great point at the time, that these guys have never had to defend for this long period of time in games. No. That's just very true because we were so dominant, yeah. Because we, we weren't as dominant. And that's what all the yeah. stats show. You just weren't, we didn't have control. We were getting transitioned on at will. And yeah. we were having to defend far more than we ever yeah, have he, done the clock. Absolutely. It was a midfield failure, which caused yeah. the def- exposed defensive issues. But it was yeah. the defenders yeah. that yeah. were getting picked on in the press, not the midfield. Yeah. I, I struggle. I struggle with any accusation of any player. And, and, it, and it was, and I feel the same about Van Dyke and the World Cup. I don't think it's somebody going, I can't be asked. But there were a lot of screenshots on my timeline showing Trent like he was really frustrated. Mm. So when you're really frustrated, and I've heard from my uh, younger brother who's a manager now, uh, assistant manager now, he's 
he he heard that Trent was one of the worst trainers that has ever been seen at um, <laughs> at Melwood when he was when he was growing up. They sorted it, but they they'd never seen reactions like it. He was so driven, but then so pissed off when it didn't go his way. Right. You can have managers that would influence that in you, but that's always going to be in you because it's who you are as a human being. So when he starts playing a game of football and then his team's conceding six big chances and the next day and he's he's reading Gary Neville doing a deep dive on how shit he is as a defender and he's got Gareth Southgate coming out saying all sorts of stuff before the World Cup. And dropping him. And dropping him. You kind of... We have to we have to take that into account as well. Yeah, yeah, it was a complete yeah. circus. It was you know, a, the, the amount of the amount of over scrutiny he was getting was it was a circus. Um, without, and, and like you say, Dan, without the context of it going, what about Elliot? What about Henderson? What about Fabinho? Yeah, what about Van Dijk? What about Matip? Who won? Yeah. What, what about the front players as well? Yeah, you got yeah. to remember there were new front players who weren't doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that's the analysis doesn't do that. It just picks out three video clips of. Trent not <clears throat> not tracking back enough, yeah, and then creates a narrative. And I think it. it's fair to say at this point, Trent Sai was regularly saying how often on the pod that Darwin was walking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his yeah. Stru- Darwin not, walking, not Darwin ball. winning the walking, yeah, yeah. And not chasing and. and yeah, go on, Sai. <laughs> what were you feeling at this point, Sai? Because yeah, you're usually pretty quick to um, realise when it's all about. <laughs> I I think uh, I my feeling at the time was that uh, that we we had lost our way, and I think individually and collectively, had totally lost our way. We'd lost our way of playing. We no longer had the intensity to impose on the opposition, which no. forced our system upon them. That we were having to um, play within the limits, within the, the areas of the pitch that the opposition and the timing of which the opposition wanted us to. So we were basically setting the opposition up to do the attack that they wanted to rather than impose the attack we wanted on them. So we were getting the ball in places that that they were happy for us to have. Yeah. And, and then they were just repeatedly causing us stress. So, um, uh, you know, when... You'd have watched World Cup games when you were 18 and uh, the the random old dude, racist commentator dudes would be talking about how much harder it is to run when you don't have the ball and with it. Statistically, that doesn't tend to bear out. Whoever wins, whoever covers the most high-speed distance tends to win a game. But um, there is definitely a, physio- a higher physiological demand to chasing than there is to pressing that when you're reacting, having to decelerate, turn around and run backwards, that has a significantly higher type, um, metabolic cost than, yes. than it is when you're in, by design, you're running in a direction that you plan to, that we were always both physically, physiologically and metaphorically trying to catch up. Yeah. yeah. This is where we needed a new stat. Meters run by our defenders towards our own goal. <laughs> what about the three narratives though because at this point I think but after the City game people were saying Salah why, why no yeah, let's, let's, let's hold that right let's, just, let's, just, let's come on to that in a second Rosie. I'll do it in sequence um, okay. yeah um, 
But let's do let's let's do that. These stats for the second block to the World Cup. Rosie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was one point six goals for to one point four, so we had barely any goal difference. This, the uh, non penalty xG was exactly the same, point three. Um, I think the biggest one, as I always say. Um, even though you can look at it from shots on target, 6.1 to 5.6. So teams are getting as um, shots in the box, 8.4 against, which is one of the highest we've ever conceded in a block. I think it is the highest, if, if, if you include a sample of eight. Um, but the big chances were 3.6, 3.6, all done. And I think this point of the season was where... We yeah. were creating chances. <laughs> yeah, and not putting, I'm not putting them I'm away. not putting them away, but we were conceding... More chances in a in the sample of games than we've ever done under Klopp. Three point six is the highest. Yeah, I've got. But Ali was saving us as well. Yeah, that's, that's what Matthew says. Well. Said earlier, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, but but statistically, this is the this is the opposite of three or four years of dominating games statistically, especially. The ex, yeah. you know we'd we'd be unusual to have an xG difference in a match of less than one. And yeah. and here everything was pretty much fifty fifty. You bit you yeah. just described mid table at best relegation levels. Yeah, the big chances, the shots, the ch- you know the xG was all pretty much fifty fifty across the sample. It's just just nuts. Well, I've got the next two blocks. A shot. Yeah, have a whole dose. Yeah, this this block it was it was seventeen percent. So every shot the opposition had against us in this get in in this period of games had had nearly a one in. Uh, nearly a one in five chance of going in, which is yeah, double. that's double. That's double, double the league. Double the average. Uh, what the league average is, yeah, which is just and it crazy. was just in the next one, but we'll come on yeah. to that. But while while we're going through this block, we also it's that we've not talked about it yet. Is that the um, while whilst we were creating how much XG we we're doing a game two two point oh eight or if you take away one point nine six, yeah. yeah. And, and if you take away the Rangers nonsense because that's bullshit and I don't want to be counting that game because it's just, you just yeah. beat... No, I haven't. No, he's doing, I've done league, league, league only. I've done league only, yeah. All right, so I've got, I've got, I've got all of the first team games so we have Champions League in all my data but not like the stupid cops. Uh, but So set that aside, we were on our, the XG value of the shot faced by the goalie, they got the, the XG2 that the goal he was facing playing us was lower than the XG value yeah. of the actual shot so our shooting, that we had. Our shooting was absolutely yeah. appalling. Yeah. 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 Remember yeah. doing deep dives on this? Absolutely. Completely, completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Conversion yeah. rates. Shot Every player. week we were talking about Darwin. Every single week. And, yeah, and then Salah as well to some extent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the injuries, though they didn't get they didn't get any better, did they? In the second block, were they, in fact, were they actually worse than the first block? Uh, second block, we had. Let me get this. Why is that not? Oh, there we go. Uh, second block, we had uh, an average. It actually did get a little bit better. We were down down to seven point two injuries per game. But I think the culmination of the injury issue was when ended up with the Forest game with Mo Salah playing centre forward. Yeah, sure. But the biggest thing for injuries that I can't I can't overemphasize was that in the first two blocks of the season, 
We had um, Tiago. We had Milner twice. We had Diaz, which is massive. We had Diogo Jota again. Um, and we had Trent taken off during a game injured. With a muscle injury most of the time. With a soft tissue injury, apart from uh, Diaz got, got an impact injury. And, uh, but that wasn't a horrendous tackle or anything. But yeah, the, the, that's the only one that wasn't... Uh, yeah, and and you were you and you and Bart were always talking about the hamstrings up until about January and February. You were talking about hamstring injuries as well being a really high prevalence of those this season. So it, that just sets off all kinds of alarm bells in your head, yeah, about training and fitness. Sure, but, but just having six, having to make six injury substitutions in the first block of twenty-one games, that like that throws off all strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we'd had six in, in three seasons previously. Especially when the subs aren't your first choice subs, right? Because they're injured. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Once you already have a massive, we already had the record. Oh, we never even talked about it. Liverpool finished, beat our previous best Premier League record by um, 47 games missed. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So we never even covered that, but but at this point we already had um, thirty eight more games missed than the in the previous record season. So we did. It's impossible not to talk about the season with the the number of injuries we had were massive. In game injuries were absolutely massive. Those players we're talking about here are you know key key components. So there was some luck, some strategy, some. But whatever, whatever caused it, we had the, these these significant injuries did happen, and they were huge. Yeah, so show of context is what. <laughs> <laughs> but one weird thing that I, I don't know we, how much we talked about, but like the, I always felt that we didn't strategically rotate very well. We didn't. So no. my the t- strategic rotation in my brain is you plot out. There's famous stories of Fergie, how he would set up at the beginning of the season as ageing skulls and, and gigs. He would tell them, right, go on holiday, come back in three weeks, you get yourself ready and we'd be play- you'd be playing you're playing six games in a row in October. That kind of thing. So, so he'd, he'd plan, plot over the course of the season, who's going to be playing in what blocks of games and, and all of that stuff. So players will be primed for set, for set periods. But you would have strategic rotation around tactical issues, but then also obviously physiological ones to, to keep players fresh and primed. For the first time, I'd never seen the volume of, of 20-minute substitutions of our fullbacks. Yeah. It was just weird. Like, uh, by, by Christmas, Trent had already been subbed off more times than he had in the previous three seasons. He was a nice But Robbo yeah. too. Yeah. So you can't talk about form. It was just like, it, it's a deliberate strategy. And I don't know why. It was like we were, that, it, it, just, it just adds like layers to that, that idea that I, I think we were just trying to chase stuff without actually having an idea of what might fix it. But there was yeah. also, there was also selections, crazy selections. Like looking back on it, we played the Merseyside Derby away with a midfield three of Fabinho, Carvalho and Harvey Elliott. I mean, what is what is the thinking there? I mean, that's just that's just uh, galaxy that, brain stuff. That was injury stuff though, wasn't it, Darth? Wasn't there 
I swear zone wasn't zone six, whatever it was, still around at that time. Yeah, zone like seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still around, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but I'm just saying. Who was on the bench? What were the other options? Who was on the bench? Yeah, Miller, Miller, Miller came on. But I mean, Bobby, not that. Bobby came on, Diogo came on, Matic came Arto, on. Arthur was on the bench, and so was Badgetic. There wasn't actually a lot. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying. You're playing Fabio Carvalho in a midfield yeah, yeah, yeah. three. In a midfield, yes, man. It's, it's bonkers, yeah. 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 I was just trying to highlight that they were on site, the, the injury context of how many people we had. On. Yeah, but also we have to say that the tactics around the stuff was was, was diabolical. Yeah, no, because that's your time when you probably should have gone with a two, right? Yeah. Tighten up. You only got yeah. two tighten up, yeah, sit in front, and just accept you haven't got the players to play what you normally do. Midfielders doing the defensive roles and then maybe give. One of Elliot, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I always remember um, Brendan Rodgers going to Stoke against Tony Pulis and playing Suso in midfield, and he, I think he subbed him at half time because it was you know, so obviously, you know, get Suso against John Walters. You know, that wasn't the six one, was it? No, no, no. no, no it was no, just a no. two. Yeah. Anyway, he did it. He did it twice. He did it against Wigan as well. Yeah, so, technicians, technicians in there. Yeah, anyway, that's enough, Brendan, right? Um, but, sorry, I guess the theme after the Brighton game, God, 4-2-3-1, everything. System changes literally every other week. Yeah. That is, that is just, they're, they're desperately searching for something, and but nothing stops the bleeding, that's all. Nothing constantly, they try. Constantly chasing the tail, that's what it felt like, over and over again. Um. And stuff wasn't breaking for us. And so it, it feels like the, the, there was nothing for the boys to latch onto a message from the coaches. And we carried on missing big chances in key moments. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah, the, a weird the, thing. We with five big chances to one. That never happens. Yeah. Who, yeah. Know, who knew old fellas can get up for big games? But then, but then two games later, we lose one nil. To Notts Forest, which was one of the worst performances, followed by a two-one defeat at home to Leeds. It was yeah, just. Like, that's where the, this is where I couldn't work it out. Old fellas get up for big games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's over that point. The second block, right? There was a change in how how opponents played us. Um, so uh, over the course of the season, the, the first block we had forty-eight touches in the box. A game. Second block, we were down to thirty-two. They, they, they no longer even need to fear us getting into the box at that point. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's 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 a weird thing. In an early, the uh, uh, the twenty-two percent of opponents' touches were inside their own box because they no longer feared us pressing. Um, and the long ball rate, if you remember that uh, the previously teams would have, would, um, would typically they average between 8 and 15% increase in their long ball rate when they're playing against Liverpool against their yeah. averages. Yeah. It, it, it was down to 4% increase. And in the second block, it went to negative. Yeah. They just realised that we're not very good and they can just... They didn't they, need to launch the ball on us. As long as no. they can run more than us, sprint run more than us, us, and just run through us, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah just, play, so just play the ball around, avoid our press, and at some point we would make a mistake. Yeah. And I think it was end of October, Rosie, where we did that show where we, we said the press isn't working, 
and it's now it's having more of a negative impact, much more of a negative impact than it is having any kind of positive. Yes, I think we uh, scraped to win against Spurs, but we had the new the not yeah fight. we scraped to win against Leeds. No, we scraped to win against um, West Ham as well. A one 0 against West Ham. Lost at least. Yeah, lost Yeah. Beat, beat Spurs 2 1, but they had four big chances to add two. And then we should have beat Southampton. But this was the time um, collecting where we were going. This is an absolute. And this was pre World Cup. So just as the World Cup was about to commence, we were thinking, right, I hope we can hold on. Um, we did get a couple of wins towards the end there. Yeah, but we surrendered the high press as well. You know, for a while, yeah, that four four two, we actually stopped even trying to press high because um, it just wasn't working anymore. So we went into that four four two shape, which was yeah, just, that mid block, the mid block, yeah, yeah. And then you know, Harvey was a right winger for a few games, and Salah was a right winger for a few games. It's, yeah. I mean, the, the past maps for this. There was lots of big brain tweets from you at this point in time, Dan. Yeah, There's lots of what? Big, big, big galaxy brain. <laughs> galaxy brain. That was your favourite phrase at this time. Galaxy brain ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which yeah. Is absolutely was, fair enough. All I yeah. would say is up until the World, World Cup, uh, Harvey Elliott played 67% of all the league minutes in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. And he was still too wide. He was still in the right yeah. half space. Yeah. And again, I keep saying, Dan, that's the fault of the manager. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It didn't, it did, I, I never thought at any point in the season, I know he's had a three or four good games, but it never looked to me watching Harvey Elliott doing the pressing that he knew what he was, he knew his role. No, it was just, he was just trying to work hard, basically, yeah, Rhodes, was he? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, as any young player would, right? You and a yeah. just the first thing is don't, don't not work hard, you know? But, yeah. Um, so in a, in a season of bad games, another very bad game was uh, Nottingham Forest one Liverpool nil. Or maybe fight. yeah, give Joe Gomez the ball, which is brutal. The opposition and Leeds copied it. Give Joe Gomez the ball and then watch us watch him have 120 touches and us not do anything at all. Yeah, and they they basically went man to man and allowed Joe Gomez the ball and blocked off passing lanes. We didn't have any. I talk about it all the time in coaching that um, in, in a very similar way to Klopp's, um, you lose the ball, you've got three seconds to win it back. That when you make a pass, you've got three seconds to make an angle to receive a pass. So you're always really active as soon as you've let go of the ball. Be an option or be protection. Always. And we had no intensity in either of those two phases. So that Joe would get the ball slowly. Everyone just stands around. What does Joe do with it? He has to take a risk. Yeah. It was and, brutal. And that's, 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 what they were, that's what they were banking on. Yeah. In this, games, Dan, <laughs> in this period of games, the um, um, Forest leads Spurs. We had minus big chance difference in three <laughs> out of four. And we won the Spurs one and lost the uh, yeah. Leeds and Forest, but we won the West Ham one. So it was lucky. So we could have been coming away from that game. Well, Ali saved, Ali saved the pen. Ali saved the pen, didn't he, from Mark Bowen? Ali saved the pen. It was just, we were, we were 
15th, 16th at best in the league. Yeah. We did a podcast comparing ourselves to 18th place teams who've got relegated in the Premier League. Those two two blocks of games, Jordan Henderson had had a minus 14 possession control. Minus 14. I didn't even know it was possible. Minus 14 from the centre mid who creates football. There's many key causes. I know we've talked about some intangibles, but if if your captain is having such a terrible effect, and I think you said McAllister was plus two, so if your captain... So if we're taking a plus 16 difference into our midfield... Yargo's plus six and a half. See what I mean? So plus yeah. Four, yeah. just playing Thiago. It's just, it's it's huge. Just 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 on that one, just for the as a as a ray of a sunshine there, uh, Sai, um people will be listening. Alexis McAllister, you're saying last season he was a plus two possession control per ninety for Brighton, yeah? Yeah. But he was also but he was all while also being one of the most threatening players in terms of creation, XG and XA, yeah, and build up. Exactly. So he doesn't give the ball away and his touches have more value as well. Can yeah. you imagine? Perfect. Can Perfect. you imagine? Wow. Yeah. A midfielder contributing to attacking play. Are you sure? <laughs> what is this witchcraft? Right. Yeah. Okay. So um quick one on Darwin Nunes, Rosie. He probably has his two best games for us just before the World Cup, right? Spurs and Southampton. He plays that. He plays the left wing role, Mane role. You know, he, he was actually okay in in terms of a systemic press, in, and, and he was the outlet ball for sure against Spurs, wasn't he? And he you know, it was. Um, I think he was up against Emerson Royale, wasn't it? And he, yeah, yeah we, we kind of used different tactics again, uh, and they kind of worked against Spurs, and that we got. Uh, fast striker clearing on goal. Um, what did he score? Two or three? Um, he got two against Southampton, I think. Yeah, um, so, Nunes, but yeah, but it's it, when he started it, on the left, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah they, 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 they pretty much his best two games for us, weren't they? Um, before the World Cup, they were. And it, <clears throat> I think looking at his pressing stats across the season, it, it surprised me a little bit in terms of efficiency because it didn't kind of. Um, reflect on what I saw because it always felt like I was putting in a, a Darwin fail but yeah Darwin is in my opinion a pod in himself <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. but yeah I think it was, yeah. so anyway we go to the World yeah. Cup we go to the World Cup we come back on I think it's the 20th of December we come back for the block, third block of games so um we play between 22nd of September and the 4th of April when we switch to the WM. 20 games, 14 in the Premier League, two in the Champions League, both to Real Madrid, three in the FA Cup, one in the League Cup. At the end of the block, we are eighth in the Premier League, 43 points from 28 games. Wow, 1.54 points per game. And in the Premier League, we are 1-6, drawn three, lost five in that period. The losses were to Brentford, Brighton, Wolves, Bournemouth and Man City. Yeah, so Gary, we've had some bad Januaries under Jurgen Klopp. Um, his first two seasons, the 2021 season. Other, I think this is the fifth time we've had a bad January. But this January 
is right up there, right, guys? So one one drawn to lost four. He lost the XG ten times. <laughs> the worst one, yeah. Dan. Dan, it's the worst one. This is the worst block. The I've worst got. January. This is the yeah, worst January yeah. of all the bad January. I think it's the worst block of games I've got. Yeah, so it is in all the profiles I've got. I was going to say you thought block two was bad. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> so, right, do you want to do your Monte Carlo, Phil, for this block? Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is scary. Uh, okay, so we actually got away with murder conceding-wise because we conceded 14 league goals in this period, right? We should have conceded 25. That's the most likely on the Monte Carlo. That's the most likely. Oh, sorry, oh, 20, you know, 24. 25 was the most likely. Sorry, 24 was the most likely, all right? Wow. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I know, one goal out. I'm so sorry. But, um, wow. And in, in terms of goal scoring, we scored 18 league goals, yeah? And we should have scored 26. So we underperformed both of them by a dramatic... I mean, it's not, yeah. we're not talking one or two goals here. We're yeah. talking half a season, you know, a, a, a good period of goals. Then that underperformance... In 14 league games. In 14 league games. It's an outlier, hasn't it? It's so poor. I mean... So weird. It's so weird. I mean, it, the waves plots are do. This is the best waves plots for the opposition. <laughs> they have the highest amount of touches and pass yeah. consecutively. It, it's yeah. just duels again. We're all. Over, I mean, we've upped our intensity, but it's not. It's not structured. It's not in pockets. It's it's all over the place. Whereas the opposition are making less because they don't need to because we're just giving them the ball. It's just honestly, you think. You've seen the mire, if you like, which we said a couple of times on pods, and it, it just structurally completely broke down this third phase for me. Before, before Sai comes in, Dan, this is the only block of games I've ever got where we've had a minus big chance difference of minus 0. 0.4. We were conceding more big chances against this opposition. And let, let's just read them out because, you know, you could have a sample of games where you're playing a lot of strong teams. Villa, Leicester... Brentford, Brighton, Chelsea twice, Wolves, Everton, Newcastle, Palace, Wolves, United, which absolutely buffers its figures, by the way. Bournemouth, City, Chelsea. That's yeah. that's a fair sample. Yeah, the Leicester yeah. game, we had Leicester game, we had two, we, we took two own goals to win, didn't we? we did they walked for our team that, that game? Yeah, it's, their goal was just a fair sample. We were that bad. Yeah. yeah. I think we realised that, you know, the Villa game, we looked quite good in attack because Emery played a high line and we, you know, got in behind a lot. But 
I think it was pretty clear after Villa and Leicester that nothing that nothing had changed, right, Bart? Nothing had changed. I think it got worse. Honestly, the the pass network is is horrible. Honestly, I don't say it's off day. It's horrible. There's no structure at all. This is the worst block of games of all of them. Even block two, you kind of see, oh, we're trying to do this, you know, the four, two, whatever it is. You can kind of see that. The third block... It just players all over the place in midfield down on top. It's just not, there's no pattern to what we're trying to do. The, the off the ball jewels, I keep saying it, are not structured. They are literally panic mode. Every single third has got a high amount of jewels, which yeah. just isn't what we do. No. We normally have a structure to push you wide and jewel you, jewel you there in mm. the mid and the and the final third, right? Yeah. That that third block, we are lit, we've got as many jewels in our defensive third as we have the attacking third. It's so, just unheard of for us. Yeah. So, Roti, give us your um, give us your match summary for that for the third block, please. <laughs> God, um, by far the worst. One point four goals for the worst. One point one goals against, not the worst. I think that's ranks about seventh in terms of blocks of games I've got. Um, but like we've said before, it was the Allison, so we conceded one point six non penalty big chances against and we're only at 1.8 non-penalty big chances for but we didn't convert any so that obviously has an impact the fewest amount of shots 14 to 10 point so 16 percent chance of them scoring from all of their shots so they're having 10 shots against us every game and 16 percent of those so it's half a big chance every game um 3.9 shot difference is the worst i've ever got 5.3 5.3 penalty box touches, so 27 to 22. Um, 2.8 big chances in our favour to 3.1 for the opposition. If you round that up, it's 0.4. Um, shots on target, it's 4.8 and 3.7. It's just horrendous on every level, Dan. And it did feel like that, though. We had, I think we had a respite. So I think we had the Wolves and the Man United wins. Maybe the Everton, maybe the Merseyside Derby win. That gave us a little bit of, well, you know, maybe we could, maybe we could do top four. But then we had, and we've got to remember this. We had the Brentford three one. We had the Brighton three. Well, I'm coming. I'm coming in. I'm coming on to that now. Yeah, well, yeah. We, had, we had the Chelsea game where we had. Four big chances against to zero. Yeah. At home as well, right? And then obviously the Bournemouth one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I can't remember a worse set again, Dan. No. Um, But say, we we signed a player. He he pretty much comes straight into the team. Um, Comes on against Brentford, starts against Wolves in the FA Cup. Um. But yeah, so let's talk about that Brentford game because this was one of the ones that most annoyed me on the season. Um, not only the physicality issues we've had all season, but we lost in exactly the same way as we did the season before. We just didn't adapt to and do, do anything good for for Brentford on on again on their set place. No, can we point out that Ox played? <laughs> he scored the goal, didn't he? Yeah. But it's one of the, Ox have been fit all season. Yeah. And suddenly he comes from nowhere and he's starting. Yeah. Yeah. It's mind-blowing when when you consider that Carvalho was playing in a way at 
Everton. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like it's, it just goes to that randomness of, of how weird the starting um, selections have been this season. Um, yeah. Can I can I just contextualise with that the, for that um, for this block? Um, what I think of one of the biggest factors you guys have covered greatly, like how um, we under how how well we performed or didn't. But one of the key components in this is that um, our we were, we were, what is a big chance from an yeah. XG perspective? What yeah. is a big chance, right? So, so uh, Opta generally tend to give a big chance at 0.25, yeah? Yeah, it's an average yeah. of 0.3. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, goes back to the XG2 again. We were making the keeper saves one big chance fewer than we were creating every game. Because I'm not finishing. Yeah, we were reducing our finish, uh, our chance chance quality by a big chance per game, or by our shitty finishing by just missing. Wow. Can, can can so I run for a couple of numbers? Let me get my big chance uh, uh, screen back up again instead of my um, uh, blocks. Right, so big chance numbers. There was lots of defence of uh, uh, Darwin, and even on TV, they're going, yeah, Salah's missing big chances, blah, 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 right? So firstly, the context of when a big chance is is taken or missed in the context of the score. So the yeah, yeah. it matters if it's nil-nil or, when, or, or with, with it yeah. when, when it's within a goal. So yeah, Moen had four big chances... Before the last four games of the season, he had four big chances when when the got when the 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 game was um, in the balance, right? Uh, the um, so okay, when he missed, he only had four, he only missed four big chances that uh, when the game was in the balance. Darwin missed nineteen. Yeah, and and not only that, of there is there is a value in big chances. That um, that they get thrown around, but but the average big chance of Darwin is four is point four eight, and the average big chance for Mo is point three eight, and so that matters. We, that, that kind of thing that take, matters. That matters. Of course it does. If we I take mean, it down to a granular level, basically a one in three to a one in two size. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's massive difference. In the context of the game, which is what you're saying there, the the match situation, it's so huge. If you're missing a big chance when your team needs you to score, yeah. Brentford away is a key example of that, right? Yeah. Oh, this we could pick out five. Ten. So the average big chance Darwin missed. He missed fourteen big chances, like not missed the target. Fourteen big chances, and the average chance quality of those was 0.39 That he missed the target, right? The average big chance that he had saved was a 0.39, but the XG two the keeper face was 0.26. Yeah. The yeah. average, the average goal, the average um, save, the, the average chance quality of Mo's that, that he had saved was 0.35, but the keeper saved 0.52. Mo increased the chance yeah. quality by twenty yeah. percent, and the keeper made a save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, like you said, uh, Bart's that like, nil nil in the Brentford game. Dar- uh, Darwin's through one on one on the left yeah. of the box, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. goes around the keeper and um, did it. I think he doesn't take the first chance to, to a second one and they, they clear off the line or misses a couple. Yeah, clear, of I think it's cleared off the line. Yeah, but it's yeah. nil nil and, it, and that's a yeah. chance that you, you if you're a 
You're a centre four for Liverpool. You got to score. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, the Brentford game, horrific again, just like the previous season. Yeah, absolutely destroyed on set pieces. Um, but yeah, the, 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 then Verge gets injured at the um, the end of the match. Is he out for? Is he out for six weeks? Say after that. That's half time. Gets injured at half time, isn't it? Oh, gets injured at half time. Is it? Yeah. 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 Because that matter comes out second half and Canate goes left side. Yeah. Exactly. So th- he is. He uh, the Verge misses six games afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the two-two against Wolves in the FA Cup. Um, that's the most notable thing that happened there was the VAR incident. I think Rosie, where we didn't have a camera angle. I think we got away with one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he brought that in. Was it offside? Yeah, they called it offside, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, apparently there's going to be four extra cameras at every Premier League ground next season to try and eliminate any VAR blind spots. They have voted against automating offsides, though. I know. Good God. I mean, yeah, they're just breaking news. To yes, yesterday the Premier League will not be introducing the FIFA World Cup system of semi-automated offside. When the other leagues are doing it, yeah, yeah, the La Liga's doing it and the Bundesliga, yeah, 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 yeah. And Champions League just- obviously doing it, you know. Can I just uh, just provide the world with this an, an extra layer of information they might not be aware of, right? So, uh, from a technology perspective, they're going with um, uh, like video camera, uh, and then aligning to uh, their stupid graphical lines, right? There is there is absolute technology available with two cameras or sensors in a stadium, Sportlight, um, and they they use lidar and they can plot every single um player on the pitch to uh, i think it's 90 megahertz so so it's 90 frames per second um that and the ball and um it, there was a uh, a thing with Ian Graham today in the I was going to say that's in his article today yeah yeah talking yeah. about um they biomechanically model each player so they know they like the knee position the shoulder position hip turns they, yeah. they can see their face when they're scanning all that stuff right so the technology is absolutely available yeah. for for a hundred percent accuracy yeah right now and no, and the ju- premier league are just not buying it and the richest league in the world will not buy the technology even though it's out there fucking and it's not even that expensive yeah. yeah, they're just so cheap. Yeah, you could kit the whole of the Premier League out for, for one offer. Is it there? Is there? Or are we? Is is the Premier League that backward that they're not even prepared to? Um, it's in the other leagues. Did even the other systems in the other leagues? It's just money. Um, no, Sportlight's not been used for lidar's not been used yet for 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 doing this. I don't know why. It's currently being used for uh, like player tracking. That's all. Okay. It's not being used for for um, implementing online calls and stuff, which is it makes no sense. It's real time f- radar. The FIFA, the FIFA, but the FIFA system was a pretty much a success, and the yeah. average time to generate the offside decision was half a second. Yeah, and you know we sometimes were drawing lines. We're sitting there watching, and we're waiting half a minute and, th- we'll and the- a minute for for offside lines to be drawn. The Villa game at home, last game at home game, right? How long did it take to work out the BVD thing, right? And, it, yeah, and whereas that sister would have done it in in a second. Yeah, it's just bonkers, absolutely bonkers. Just bonkers. Right. Anyway, so now we come on to one of the biggest turning points of the season again: the three nil at Brighton in the league. Now, Rosie, I can't remember if your gags collected this one, but the pressing numbers were enormous. 
Um, we pressed, I think it was like 260, 270 times. We, we, we really, we really tried really, really hard to do our old thing. Yeah. And it was just so easy for Biden just to knock it around us, draw them onto us and absolutely kill us in it, you know, on, in the transition. And it's, I think this is the game when he watched it and he just watch we look like yesterday's news. So two things. I think there's um, today's news, which was you realised how good Deserby was. Yeah. The tactical setup against us. Yeah. Poor pinpoint, whether that's Brighton's backroom analysis or some of his own um, perceptions about what might happen. But this game is alongside the Napoli one. And one of the worst... Because of the fails again, yeah, it was. It was the fails. I think it was a record number. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was about seventy fails. Seventy failed presses. I think. You know, to 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 play a team and only have six shots. Um, yeah. Any any, he could kind of understand it against Man City, but against Brighton to have six shots to their sixteen. Yeah. To have. Not the big chances were very different, but they had forty big penalty box, penalty box touches to our eighteen. Yeah, it doesn't but get it, any worse. But, but it wasn't. It wasn't That's being beaten. It wasn't pressing. being beaten by direct play or beaten up on set plays. It was just being out tactic and out footballed on every level, wasn't it? It was such a chasing game. Defensively, midfield attack. Yeah, wise, we couldn't press them. We couldn't control them in midfield. We didn't have the possession levels to have any kind of any kind of control whatsoever. Um, from our back four, I think we were lumping it. I think we discussed on the pod, yeah, um, too much. Uh, yeah. It doesn't get any worse than this, Dan. No, but but it was we were just schooled, right? Yeah, I was just looking back at this was the first game with the um, pressing zones for right. Yeah, um, that's right, because we did that thing with Brighton's Brighton's pressing zones and their dual yeah, locations, yeah. And it was just, this was, I think we actually said this, if you close your eyes, this was like us, how we used to be, if you get what I mean? So it was the old Liverpool versus... What we tried to, yeah. What we tried, tried to be. Yeah. Uh, it was, and as as uh, Rosie's alluded there, it, a sign that Brighton had got a really good manager, it was, it was a great tactical setup, managed to turn it around and... And they just played through us at pace, ease. I mean, they've got some cracking players, as we've signed one of them. But, um, yeah, it, it was still... I think that's the saddest part. We all said that on the pod, actually, was that the players were actually trying. Like, they were physically trying to do the things. They just couldn't get there. They just couldn't get to the press. They, there was The fails are in... I look at the map now. The fails are all over the, the yeah. middle third, if you like. It's straight through the middle. But at least they were trying to make a press that just failed, whereas in previous games they weren't even doing that so yeah this, this was a, this was in clock came out and said this was the Maya wasn't it this was the the line yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so there was another formation change in that one as well with Thiago in the 10 just so random and weird wasn't it it was like <laughs> oh god just go and it, I think it was um, here's our playmaker yeah. your destroyer plays as a six so we're going to make it really really easy for you to mark him <laughs> I, I can't fathom another reason for it. 
But um, there were there were lots of changes after that match. Not only the way we played, but the personnel involved as well. Uh, Bajetic pretty much comes into the team and plays every match until we break him. Um, yeah, um, Naby comes back from the dungeon. Um, Hendo's actually dropped. Is it four games in a row? Hendo was dropped for say. Yeah. Um... What were the games after this? It was the most he's ever been dropped for, wasn't it, under Klopp? Uh, yeah, four, four straight games, yeah. Was, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, we, there's a 1-0 game against Wolves where in the FA Cup where we literally nothing happens and Harvey scores a long-range winner. The 0-0 against Chelsea where, you know, Chelsea should win but don't. And yeah. and then the, the, the 2-1 at Brighton where we, we, we go there, we make a much better fist of it than the league game but we lose the last-minute winner, go out of the Cup. And then... It all falls apart at Wolves. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to pick up on one thing, say, on this this period as well. When we went, when we did make the changes, we went to a really tiny team. But one of the things we talked about this from this game through the Real Madrid home game as well, defending set plays, and 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 who was in our zones on the, on 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 the um, set pieces because whether it was Cody, whether it was um, Darwin, we had massive issues, didn't we? And and, and, and with Defending yeah. set plays, yeah. It, it was crazy. Uh, like, historically, and we've been really smart about these things. I think we've been really deliberate with uh, analytics and and um, putting specific players in specific zones because they have specific skill set. And if you're in this zone, this causes this to happen, that causes that to happen. And um, we were the best team in the league. Um and I think he's basically this season's gone right. If you play, if you're replacing that player, you're doing that job. Yeah. And it, it could be Virgil uh, being replaced by Naby, and he would still do the same job in the same zone in the set pieces. And it was just weird. Nobody, Darwin couldn't be less interested in heading away a corner. Yeah. All he wants to do is they take a corner. It, what that is, is a starter gun. The corner gets gets kicked. It's in his head, it's a starter gun. <laughs> it, irrelevant of what's happening in the box, he's going as fast as he can to the opposite penalty area. Yeah. Isn't and that it just... Isn't that an instruction? Not when he's in the mid zone. Not when he's in the mid zone of the box. I no. agree, but I mean, surely... No. He, it can't be. That it very long. Stuck. Well, do you know what? If it's if it's by des- I actually don't care at this point. If it's deliberate, it deserved what happened. If it's by accident because they hadn't considered it, it deserved what happened. Playing him there is absolute negligence. Agreed. The end. Yeah. Yeah. There is only one person culpable for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, not, it's not Darwin's fault, though Darwin no. could be way, way better at doing stuff than that. That was um, just ridiculous. Just a sign of how desperate we were, maybe, and how scrambled the decision-making was and th- the thought processes were. So the Bajetic, he comes in, he does pretty well, um, and then he ends up with a stress fracture because he pretty much plays every every game and most of most the minutes, right? And we would never have done that, right, three, four years ago, even even probably one year ago, right? Yeah, absolutely. So he had, he had three double game weeks, and he still played um, seven. He had he, he had 
nine out of uh, nine out of ten starts. Yeah, yeah, and he played a lot of minutes in a short space of time. And you always say, you know, season on season, you can't, you know, for youth players, you can't introduce, increase load by more than thirty percent as well. So, yeah, yeah, it's just another example of people weren't thinking straight, right? Absolutely. It was like, oh, uh, we, we threw this midfield together after the Brighton game because they were so bad. We threw this midfield together. Oh, and it kind of stops people running through the middle of us. Yeah. They, they, bear in mind that Naby is, has historically been for us, a, a stats monster. Yeah. He had terrible stats in these. Yeah. His job was entirely, he was a buoy. He was out there entirely to fill up a space. Yeah. Because the guys that were playing all season didn't fill that space at all. Yeah. So he was there to fill a space and it kind of worked. It kind of stopped players, the the opposition being able to get through us so easily. So they just kept sticking with it and hoping that our strikers would start to score goals. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't this the point where Fab got dropped a bit as well? Yeah, Fab got dropped as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but just for context, in the first two blocks of games, um, the, um, you know, Hendo, Fab, whatever, for playing all of these games and they're knackered and they're, the one's good and one's bad. Uh, Fab played 700 minutes more than Henderson. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, it, it wasn't great, but even Klopp knew that Hendo wasn't playing well and one was worse than the other. Yeah. Um, the other thing was in this series, I mentioned our new player, Cody, um, Cody Gakpo. Um, there was a whole thing about him coming into the false nine position pretty early on after a couple of games and he started coming in. But for the Wolves game, Rhodesy, um, oh, sorry, Bart, he, he comes back to the left and we played Darwin again at the centre forward. It was. Yeah. yeah. It, and that was. That caused massive issues because, as we know, uh, that, no. well, particularly at that time, Darwin doesn't cover the front in terms of the press zone. And then um, straight away, the opposition came, they had to came run straight through again. Right, yeah, because yeah. yeah, so for whatever Cody at this time wasn't doing anything on the ball, to be fair to him, off the ball, he was providing a, a shield in front, which, as Sai yeah. said, at least it stopped. We kind of found a way of stopping the opposition running through us. And then we changed it around for whatever reason. Um, and, and yeah, I've just looked to the press zones now and, and Darwin's is the smallest on the pitch. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, which, which is which is why they ran through it. I mean, this had the Wolves in midfield wasn't exactly a starlight at that time. No. Because they, no, no, no. they were still in the bottom three at this Yeah, at this point, I think this, this is what we consider three to a Wolves team who basically just do not score goals or cannot this score had, goals. Um, exactly. This had... New, new Noons, the guy, you know, Noons the guy we've been linked with, Nivis. I mean, it's just, there wasn't a great, they didn't no. have great players out there at all. No. It was a weird set of fixtures though, Dan, because we lost to Wolves and then beat them and so then beat right, them right. 7 now. Yeah. 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 Um, so, that was, that was after Real, was it? Was that, was United after Real first leg? No. I thought um, we were out Champions League by the time we beat United 7 now. No, Real, we, we, Real, then we played, we, we lost to Real, then Crystal Palace Wolves, then Man United. Right. Yeah, then, so we were out Champions League. Yeah. we lost to Bournemouth before before losing again to Real Madrid. Yeah, because there was a big difference between the first and second leg, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the three weeks. Yeah. Okay. So um, we were basically trying to cling on uh, in this January period. And, you know, the, the only thing left going in the se- into the season, really, was the Real Madrid game. Yeah. With um, the tie. That's all we were playing for. And, you know, it, t- it starts off pretty well. Um, the stats in that game are not a 5-2 home defeat. But that was the brutal reality, wasn't it? And it was a record home defeat for Liverpool. And you, you were there as well, Dan, were you? It was not a shellacking, was it? It wasn't a shellacking. It was, um, it was God, it's a masterclass, clinical masterclass. You no, know, it? yeah, it's a masterclass. It's a, it's one of those games where you go, that could have ended up so all. We could have even ended up winning it. It, you see. I don't see that game as the issue. I saw the second game as the issue when we only lost 1-0 um, because the 5-2 was 2.2 to 1.7. And I think at the end, the big chances were like 4-3. Yeah. In favour. Um, I think we missed a key chance at a critical time. Before their second goal, was it? I thought it was before their first to go to... First goal to go, yeah. To go further in front. I'd say this is Ali's worst game of season. Yeah, uh, poor Ali. I mean, you can't, we can't I, mean, blame that, that, I can't blame him at all. But I'm just saying it. It feels like yeah. a weird discussion, that, doesn't it? It does. Ali's had a bad game. It might have been our biggest game of the season, but if he's had a bad game and stopped us... But that shows you that how important it was for the season, right? Yeah, yeah. We're 2-0 up at home to, to Madrid. He makes an error. They get back in the game. And because Ali doesn't have a great game, we lose the game by 5-2. That exactly proves the, the point we were going on. We would be saying all season. The yeah. weirdest analysis, Dan, because I did the pressing on this, and I think it was a record for the amount of presses. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah, my was... made two huge mistakes in this game. In the middle yeah. of the park, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the middle of the park, he gave them the... He gave them the transition moment, and yeah. they're absolute killers at that. And yeah. and that changed the game. And then and then Hendo did it in second half, uh, right at the beginning of the second half too. The yeah. the pair of them, it was that's where it that's where it, we we made huge errors, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah. did. We did really bad times as well. So I don't know if this was a build to the end of the season, but this was like three hundred and sixty presses down. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't quite comprehend it. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot at um, in the last half hour when, when Real declared there wasn't there and stuff. They were just working hard for no nothing. Yeah, yeah but is it, isn't this size yeah. Yeah. about about players turning up when a game games? Happens? Yeah, it's not. I mean, people showing some intensity that we hadn't shown in some of the previous pressing games. Yeah. In this, and then in this game, which matters in terms of their season, they all put in a shift, and we're like, "Where has that been?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And I was there. I, the first half, I I thought we were really unlucky not to be two or three at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, they missed a big chance at two one as well to go back to three one. It was a big big moment. Yeah, is that mine? Yeah, I think there was an open was goal. Terrible. Yeah, I think there was an open yeah. goal in there. Yeah, and it was didn't quite get it off. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, it's it was a it was a huge moment in the game. The second leg was non-event. It was just a went out with a bit of a whimper, didn't we? Really, but um, 
I just want to quickly touch on the period when, thankfully, I was in Tenerife and you guys did the Man City and Chelsea games. Um, was that the Nadia, the actual Nadia? We talked about Man United away. We talked about Napoli away. talked about Brighton away. We talked about Wolves away. But was City and Chelsea the Nadia, the actual Nadia? Or what do you think about? No, that's a really hard one because that was the period... I think we discussed that Klopp was making a bit of a statement. He dropped Mo for Chelsea away. He dropped Trent. He dropped several players as kind of a bit of a... Yeah, we got absolutely destroyed. And then and then, and Hendo comes out after the match and said, yeah, that's the kind of thing we're looking that's for. That's the kind of thing we're looking for, yeah. We <laughs> we got a couple of lucky... We're well, not lucky, but we got some viruses to go away, right? Yeah. Um, and and he said, that's the attitude. And he was at fault. He was, he was appalling that game. He was, if you look at the past maps, the positional play, he is not holding a position for the whole game. In any phase of the play, he's, he's not doing anything. He even had a row with Alisson, who's our player of the season. That's how bad he was that game. Yeah. Um, City, I, I, did we have one nil up at City? No. Or am I imagining that? We got him back to 1-1, one, one, didn't we? That was it. Yeah. I did, thought we got one up. Oh, no. Yeah, we did get one up, yeah. And, and then I, they just... I, I'm a big, big chance ultra fell and Dan. Yeah, in these two games we had zero four zero four. So yeah. yes, this was the the. You're saying this is the Nadir. This is the Nadir. The Brighton game losing three 0 was terrible. Um, the Wolves game was awful. But to go against two of your rivals and concede four big chances, <clears throat> yeah, without without creating one. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN Make sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. I think, I think I'd go with you for City away, but the Chelsea game for me was such a changed lineup. I, I'm not quite convinced that that was yeah. a low point. You know, Our you. highest... Our highest individual XG chain in the game was 0.05. That's Chelsea or City? That's Chelsea. That's Chelsea. the worst of any record we've... Fair enough. Yeah, under... We created the, absolutely nothing. With Lampard as manager, side. No, 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 no. I was going to no, say, it wasn't. Pop Pop was it who, was che- who was the Chelsea manager? It was... Um, oh, is it their reserve? God, it's their reserve guy. Bruno Saltor. 
Yeah, because we we were looking it up in the pod, going, "Who the hell is that guy?" Yeah, yeah, he's um, yeah. But I, as I said, the Chelsea game for me, I, I get what the stats are like that, and that's fair enough. And I accept that. It's just it was a massively changed team. Yeah, it was no trend. There was no VVD. He was injured slash whatever. So I was very suspicious about whether he was actually. Yeah. Uh, there was no, no Mo. There was no Mo. No Mo, no Trent. The two best creative players. No Robertson was there either. No. Yeah. So it was, it, it was a it was a mishmash. So Darwin was back in as well. So I guess the only positive know. was this was the start of Jones getting it's, a run. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we said point. on the pod that he was the best player on the night for us, which wasn't which was a low bar, but he was the best player on the night for us. Yeah. So okay. he started playing with Fab. In his first game for 15 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, um, block four, uh, WM, 3223. Um, 10 Premier League games in seven weeks. Won seven, drawn three, lost none. 2.4 points per game. 92-point um, season. I was going <laughs> yeah. to say, I'll give you the MC in a minute. I'll back that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, sadly, if we had been good this season, Man City still had 2.44 points per game in this period. We had, in our best, we had 2.4. Uh, and weirdly, uh, even though we were chasing them down and everybody thought we were going to overtake them, Man United had 2.11 points per game in this period. Jeez. But yeah, Curtis Jones, 10 starts including the Chelsea, 11 starts in a row. 780 minutes. Harvey Elliott, one start and 142 minutes. I think I think Jürgen realised that one of them was tall and one of them was short. <laughs> and, and fast and slow. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, it, was, it was mind-blowing, but, like, who cares? At this point, he got... He, something happened and uh, and... and he eventually those ele- so eleven games from Chelsea, eleven games in a row that uh, CJ started. It's the most he's ever started in his career. Um, he looks like the the turning point of the season. Um, the crowd came round to him a little bit. The yeah. pundits have started to say nice things. I even read a team, you know, because we're right at that point of the se- of the off season now, where where the world is picking all of these new players we're going to buy, and and it had weirdly Turan playing playing left centre back, but CJ was in team despite us buying three midfielders. So, like he did something during this this uh, uh, eleven game period that seems to have. Um, cemented his role in the squad at least I think um, being a midfielder actually scored goals was was part of that side wasn't it because he scored against he scored two against Leicester didn't he and I think it was in Tottenham was the other one he scored against Tottenham there was another one as well wasn't there because the Tottenham goal he's done a couple of times yeah so, I disagree, Dan. I think it's I think it's his energy, his pressing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's just sure. con- oh. contribution on. Yeah, the just ball. just having. Yeah, he's definitely a pressing. He's definitely a good yeah. pressing fit for the system. But uh, but I think honestly, being a midfielder that scores actual goals as well, obviously, it makes a big. I get. I absolutely get that. But I think with with that change, he kind of moved into a two-one midfield. With Trent dictating players a six ish. Yeah. Um, I think it gave him the scope to press high 
when we needed it. So then we'd have a, then we'd have a high four press. Yeah. Mm. So Gakpo, Jones, Moore, Jota or Diaz. And then you'd have the two coming from midfield, including um, Trent, which I think he had some of his highest numbers of the season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you then have that protection, which we absolutely. Did. Uh, uh, when yeah, Henderson was playing. He's got tackle numbers, but some of his decisions of when to press were so frustrating. Yeah, collecting because you're just like right, but now you've just left Trent on his own two v one. Yeah. Whereas if you've got a four press and then a two coming behind, which is kind of what we did at our peak, yeah. Um, you know, with your Tiagos and your Nabbies and your Winaldums. I think I think you're right to say this, Rosie, that it fixed a lot of problems. And just before we continue talking about the benefits, I just want to loop back to just the genesis of it, uh, Phil, because I think we know from what Klopp said that it was a specific tactical plan for one game, Arsenal at home. Yeah. And I think basically that we didn't, I think it's fair to say in the, in the first half of that game, we didn't really commit to it. It was Trent was a little bit caught between two stools. And, you know, when was he coming into midfield? When was he going to right? But he fully committed to it second half. And yeah. after that, we, we basically just didn't look back. And basically just Trent said to the, you know, with his demonstrated for his performances, I'm never playing right back ever again after this. Yeah, because I, I think it was to do with uh, Shishenko, isn't it? Uh, to do with yes, yeah. Shishenko coming out, Shishenko, was basically yeah. yeah, doing the same role for Arsenal coming in on the left side into yeah. midfield. Yeah, so that was what he was. And he, but you're right; it's it took a spark in that game, as we said. It took an argument between Trent and um, yeah, Jaka uh, Jaka to get everyone a bit fired up. And then yeah, it was about forty minutes on, in, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. forty minutes title, in. A title-winning terrible tackle. Yeah, and then we get, and then we just. Dominate Arsenal, dis- Arsenal absolutely destroyed them. Is it cliff after that? Yeah, I don't, what, what was the stats in the second half? And the number of four shots? XG, yeah, four XG. The touches and shots in the box was the highest Arsenal considered in, in many many years. It was just completely dominating from Trent in that position. So, yeah, I think you're right. It was, and we discussed whether it was planned or whether it was just a kind of a yeah, it wasn't meant to be long term. And they just they saw the outcome and went, okay, yeah. Let's try it, you know, and uh, and thankfully they, they stuck with it for the last period of the time of, of the season. Yeah. I think we agreed, Dan, it was just a tactic, not a strategy. Yeah, yeah that's the word I was looking for, right? And it's become it's become the strategy now. Yeah. Yeah. It has, and we're buying and we're buying to it as well, which makes the sense. You know, yeah. So so but so, yeah, I just think yeah, you know, it was it was we were trying something for a specific game. Um but this time it we threw some shit at the wall, but it stuck it stuck. Unlike all the other ta- the ideas and all the other plans in the season, but this one stuck. And one of the biggest reasons was it was because it addressed a lot of our issues. Yeah, it plugged up holes. It got the right. So we talk about positions all the time. It's mostly bullshit. It's just it's just skill sets, and you need skill sets to do specific roles in one of the four each of the four phases. And they did. The right, they were put in the right positions at the right times of those four phases to do to to uh, optimize the outcome of the game. Um, the, Get him on got, the ball, Sai. You gave us some stats before this period started. There was like more 
if Moore gets this amount of touches... Yeah, 60, 60 or 56 yeah. or something it was, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a sweet spot. I was spot. tracking it throughout the last few games, and, and it was happening. Well, he was getting that many in the box. He was breaking records, so the, the amount of touches Mo was getting in the box, the amount of shots he was getting off. And, yeah. It, yeah, utterly, it's utter madness. And, um, it, he, was, he was averaging in the last 10 games of the season, he was averaging 58 touches. No. And we've got okay. a magic 55, 55 touches and we win games. Yeah. Um, we, we only didn't win two, I think we only didn't win two 90 minute games or games that without extra time in yeah. that Mo 55 or more touches it yeah. and get Mo the ball. But also we would now not have, not seeing Joe Gomez with 150 touches. Yeah. We were getting record numbers of touches from Trent in the middle of the park, his yeah. XD and his XA we're going through the roof. Yeah. But and it also we had runners off him at the same time as we had we had somebody pressing the ball as soon as we lost the ball. We knew when we were going to take a chance. We had we had um like we were fanning, so we got players in the right positions to force space, to to force defenders onto half turns to make them make multiple a decision from multiple options. Who do I press? Who do I mark? And then as we knew when we were going to take the risky pass. And then we had players in the right spot to go and press that risky pass, which one allowed play, the player to shut the door to go and, and uh, block the main passing lane out and to make sure that their, um, their best player is, is covered, is marked. But it also, it forced the opposition into uncomfortable situations where they would more, most likely to turn the ball over. So yeah. we were creating, we had control Control isn't possession. Early in the season, we had possession, but we had control of of um, position, field position on the pitch, and stress of the opposition, and yeah. and that that's where it all changed completely. The WM changed everything. WM changed everything, but but the three, really four key players changed everything. Trent, absolutely yeah. unequivocally, Mo Salah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, unequivocally yeah. became one of the best players in the world. I was actually going to go CJ and um, and Gakpo. The pressing of CJ and Gakpo were, yeah. were check, transformed exactly. one of the phases entirely. Yeah, exactly that, hundred percent. Although I still think Jota was better than. Yeah. Anyway, I thought Jota was good in the last ten. Oh, for yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I thought he was better than Gakpo with the last ten. Sorry. No, uh, he was yeah. he's ten times better than Nunes, Dan. <laughs> and arguably yeah. better than Diaz. Yeah. But the other thing I would say, it basically got more legs into midfield. Yeah. It, you know, gave us more it gave like you said, it gave us more control. It, we were less susceptible to negative transition. And we, had, yeah. we had fewer street ballers on the pitch. Yeah. 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 It was and it, and it was it was suited to the vast majority of our squad. The WM yeah. vast majority of players were much more suited to the WM. Now, this isn't to say it's perfect, Roti, because the, some of the stats are very good, some of them aren't so good. So let's give us that overview for block four. Okay, I can give you the overview for block four. I can also give you the overview for the season. Um we had a 1.35 non-penalty XG difference. That's good. That's league winning. Let's, yeah. not, let's, let's not mince his words there. That's okay. Good um, we had 4.1 big chances per game. Four. Nice. But we had two against. Yeah. 
Mm. So that's not league winning. You can't win a league conceding two big chances a game. Even if you can, if you even even if you're having four, the randomness of six big chances a game. Yeah. It, it, help, yeah. it, the the 2.1 big chance difference has probably got a ceiling of around 76 to 80 points, I reckon, Rosie. What, somewhere around that region? Yeah, 80, 85 points, but that's not enough, is it? No, not anymore. And, you know, it, it results in games, if, you, if you're giving up too many big chances, it results it gives up results like Southampton when you're giving up, yeah. I know it was a bit of a crazy exactly 11 and all that. that, but yeah. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah. You've got, you've got the attacking momentum You've got the creation, but if you're conceding two big chances a game, yeah. Man City are only conceding one big chance a game. They have more control over their games. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to win the league, you need to go to three point one big chances for and one against. So you yeah. only want five big chances a game, and yours want to be in. Yeah, they were weighted in your favour, absolutely. Yeah. Whereas in this in this season, we've had a stretch of four games where we had minus big chance difference. First yeah. time that's ever happened. Minus three in a row, big chance difference. First but, time that's ever happened. Yeah, but shot quality, Rosie, was our best of the season at both ends as well in this block. <laughs> the best we've ever had. Um, really strange. So 0.14 in attack and 0.11, which is pretty close to league average. About point, it's, it's very close to the league average, which is about 9.8%. So, yeah. Mm. Um, so we control the opposition a lot more in terms of what we conceded. Yeah. Can I so, one, one weird, one weird stat here? Sorry, one weird stat here that throughout the season, post-shot XG conceded block one. 1.3 per game. Block two, 1.34 per game. Block, th- block three, 1.48 per game. That was brutal. You're right. That was awful. But block four, 1.31 per game. Mm. We, yeah. we actually were conceding the same amount of, of uh, post shot. Yeah. Felt like that, so, didn't it? So, sorry. Yeah. That, that was absolutely how it felt. We yeah. were doing analysis of games going, We've conceded too many big chances there. Oh, we were debating the veracity uh, yeah. of the big chances. And there was a lot of um, there was a lot of um, one 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 goal wins as well. So you know we yeah, can go yeah, another way right. in other seasons as well. So, yeah. um, but talking about narrow wins, um, you know maybe the Monte Carlo doesn't give us as many points as the as we actually got in this period. I was going to give you some Monte Carlo for this period. We conceded correct if I'm wrong fourteen league goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monte Carlo best is 10. What's the most likely? 10. 10 okay. goals conceded. So we actually... So uh, Alisson had his worst block of the season. Worst block of the season. Uh, in terms of scoring, Monte Carlo's got us to score 26 goals and we can we score 27, right? So that's pretty oh, much okay. spot on. So yeah, this was... Ali had the worst... Well, well, Keller had a, a shock against but then Ke- that's that's four for Southampton, right? So yeah, yeah, it, it, it's that's probably actually that's spot on then. That but Ali did good. have a couple of bad ones as well. Which were the ones he had? Which was not great. Um, I can't have him. Spurs, Spurs, yeah. Real. Uh, he can see, he can see the point one four and a point oh four. 
Yeah. So there's yeah. seven goals there, which if you just go make them, t- you know, two one wins or whatever or a draw, we're bang in line with the uh, Monte Carlo. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, anyway, it was it was it was a positive finish to um, a very bad season um, and got us up to you know you know even with three games to go, they, there was a possibility uh, you know we could have got the Champions League if, if United had dropped um, had another uh, had another defeat, for example. But, were always, always one game away. One yeah, it was the it was the Bournemouth. It was the Bournemouth. It was the Bournemouth after the Man United that yeah. just killed it, wasn't it? Yeah. Can I just do some context stats, Dan? One bit of, bit of a quiz for you. What have our goals ranked in terms of the seven seasons we've had under clock? In terms of goal scored, yeah, goal scored. Goals Where do we rank? I will yeah. go sixth, third worst. Okay, third worst. So you're close. Yeah. Goals against. Second bottom. I, I would say, is it, is it top? Is it it's worst? the worst one, Dan, yeah. yeah. Wasn't it 40, 47 goals conceded, wasn't it? Was it not 50-odd? Was it fifty? Was it over 50 at the end? What, this season? Yeah. Uh, 47. 47, yeah. 47 goals, yeah. 47 goals. What was the half-season one where he took over halfway through? Our worst previously was 42 in the first season on the cop, which is a bit harsh. That the half one with Brendan, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What about non non penalty? Because this is weird. Non penalty. Yeah, goal. this is one of our best. I think I'm gonna go. It's either second or third best. Second best. Yeah, seventy eight. Really? Wow. But our non penalty against. Come on, you know this. Well, it's, it's worse by a long way. By a worse by a long way. <laughs> worse by a long way. Yeah. Six goals, fifty two. Um. Big chances for. Uh, we had over a hundred, didn't we? We did our second best at three points three. Big the chances. Best, the best was two. Season. The best were the best was last season, right? It was. That was the best season last season. Yeah. This season, big chances against. Um, well, I know we had. A, I know we brought the century up on that one as well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we're knocking out centuries all over the place. We had 101. So we were the third worst in the league. Yeah, with 2.74. And remember, it was and it was Leeds who got relegated. They were the worst. They had 111 big chances conceded. And we had 101. Them and Fulham, them and Fulham had 111. Yeah. yeah. And if you think how bad Leeds were, and basically that um, Ivan Melier basically didn't save a shot for four games and, and they lost four, including Eastos. Um, and then, yeah, they we only conceded... up with them all season, Dan. They, they only conceded 10 more big chances than us. That is how bad our defence has been this season. I honestly and, think it's the to be honest, fun. and actually, and I shouldn't say defense. I should say it's, it's as a team, and it's because it's, it's, main, it's, it's mainly it's, the midfield. It's mainly yeah. the midfield. Yeah, I think it's the most important metric. Big chances conceded. You've conceded two point seven four big chances. You should be going down. You'd not be anywhere near the top six. No, no. Now you've been bailed out, as it will lead into our discussion later on. You've been bailed out by Allison. You've been Alison bailed out by Salah. You've yeah. been bailed out by Jota. You've been bailed out by. Well, I mean, Jota's only played a little bit of season. What I'm saying is that we 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 talk quite a lot about players in the season. The rest of it, well, the two top two for the season have bailed us out. Yeah, 
without them, we uh, I wouldn't want to probably be down. Uh, one not- of the things that we ended up quite bad on this season as well was. Uh, I always, when we got defensive errors, up to defensive errors, I always like to add in penalties oh, conceded yeah. onto those. Mm. And we actually finished up 18th in the league. No. We're 23. And I just want to, I don't, you know, on, on individuals who need to improve for next season, I've got number one is Ibrahim Akanate. And he had five defensive errors or pen, plus penalties conceded in this league. And he was every 363 minutes. And that was the worst in the Premier League. So he's he's conceding a penalty or making a big big mistake every four games. That that's but not that, good enough. But that's what Sai says. These are the best stats, Phil. I think. Yeah, this this these is this is spot on. Kind of grasp. Yeah, oh, yeah. but this backs up what Sai says, which is Canati exceptional at putting his own fires out. Yeah, he's not very good. But the other, do you know what I mean? There is some. He, he's sorry. He is a good player, right? So, but he's better at putting his own fires out than he is doing the rest. And if, you, if but he's, he's not, he's not great at preventing fires from happening. Yeah, that's the word I meant for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you list, list all the players in the Premier League with their errors and how often they make an error or concede a penalty, we had four players in the top ten worst offenders. So Canate was top, Matip was fourth, Thiago was sixth, and Joe Gomez was tenth. So we had three defenders, regular defenders, in the top ten. It's just not good. Yeah, I... Individual the mistakes. Shocks, the Thiago one shocks, man. Yeah, I think it's just on the ball mistakes. Yeah, I don't think. Oh, he did he concede the pen? Actually, did he dive in on somebody early on? Did he concede the Palace pen? Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, yeah. But that was um, wasn't that one where he received the ball from Ali? Yeah, I'm just saying, but yeah, there was yeah, 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 yeah there's yeah, a couple yeah. of pens in there, I think, as well. So um uh, yeah. Um all right, the big one. Um Jurgen Klopp, the Klopp review. Let's include everything. The summer transfer because he is general manager effectively, the summer transfer window, the pre-season, the winter transfer window, the training camps, and the and the and the football. Sorry, you start. How 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 did Klopp do this season? Uh, I think it was the worst season of his career. I, th- I think he I think he he's going to move his two up to a three with how he finished. Yeah, I was going to say he's. I, I, I in my mind he's gone from a one out of ten to a two out of ten with the with the finish. But you've gone from a two, right. two out of ten to a three out of ten. He did say he's good that Jurgen. He, he he was he was. People point out a very important season, whose fault, whatever was, Trent, is it Virgil, is it Fab, is it Hendo? It unequivocally was Jürgen's. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, it. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, so if Par's five, yeah, we yeah. Were, we're up with that. Yeah. I thought I think we only performed well for ten games of the season. So yeah. we played what 50, 50 odd games? Fifty-four. Yeah. Fifty-four. So that's twenty yeah. I would say a three is probably about right. But I mean, the reason I put him lower is that two, he's the one who's decided the planning and the the buying of players, the not buying of players as well. Yeah, no, I, I think the last 10 games for me has changed. I would have had him at a two, even a one at some point to this season. Because it's specific, when we came after, after the World Cup, when he had a chance to fix stuff, 
and we had, we've just gone through. That was our worst block of the season. So we hadn't learned anything, didn't fix anything. That, at that point, I'm like, this is this is a one. It got worse. It got after, worse. Wait, wait till the World Cup. Wait till we've got a training camp. We've got two weeks. And we'll it got fix worse. Everything. And it got to the worst block of of liver in underclocks it. Yeah, Liverpool. At that point, he's a one for me. It's, it's literally that this is a shocking. I'm, I'm I'm questioning whether he should still be at the club type stage, which I know sacrilege, but I'm just saying. Well, he did say it himself. He said he did. Yeah, he, he, he tried been to come up. He'd support any other manager would have been sacked. Would have been sacked after Brighton. He said that. So was it? Yeah. The the the, the, the next ten, the last ten games, I was kind of going, all right, maybe he has. It might not have been a strategy, right? It might have been a tactic that have worked, and he's and he, it's stuck to the ball. He's it. gone yeah. with it. But that proved to me that. Actually, yeah, all right, and that's why I've given, that's why we give him a three. I'm okay. a, I'm a three now. Okay, we did have this discussion on the group as well. Yeah, but now this is a public uh, airing of it now. So, I mean, you're slightly more optimistic than than, than us three most of the time. So, um, what would what do you think with the the positives that for this for Jurgen this season? <laughs> what a question. Um, I don't think there are many. I don't, no. I, I, there aren't many positives, but I think when I'm rating out of 10, I want to get some context. Yeah. And I think we've had two periods there with decent numbers. Yeah. Um, I think we've had lots of external factors, like the injuries, which might have been caused by him and his decisions. And... Or his staff's decisions anyway, at least, because he appoints yeah, yeah. his staff and yeah, they've yeah. been with him for a long time, you know. and the, you know, he, with everything. He always defends, um, and he defended Kornmeyer. He, he went he went after after the Melissa Reddy, uh, Melissa Reddy article, yeah, criticising Kornmeyer. He was, he was livid know, about the James, that. The James Pierce one. Yeah, yeah, he did. Gave him a lot of shit, which was terrible. After the, after the third block of games, I was close to a one. After the fourth, I'm back up at a three. Yeah, that's as best as I can do it. And I think, um, I think uh, since the season's finished, um, I think um, with the profile and the players, and looks like decisions. You know, McAllister midfield, the type of players we're looking at in midfield. Obviously, we don't know how many we're going to bring in. It looks to me that like there's a more cohesive, yes, approach. Yeah, so 100%. in that way, things are less. So maybe I've already increased another mark there as well because maybe some of the off-pitch issues there with, you know, it's my way or the highway. The situation was off yeah. the field, wasn't it? Oh, my God, look at Nunes. We've got to sign this kid, you know. just Yeah, because yeah. Of, yeah I mean, good news. I know. And that, but that comes back to what we said, though. It, it, he had an opportunity, he had a transfer window and a training camp to fix it. Yeah, he, did, he didn't. Well, he had two. He had the one at the Queen's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he's had multiple opportunities to fix stuff this season. Yeah. And he didn't. Because even Cody, let's be frank, that's not. I still think buying a new midfielder in January would have solved more problems than, than yeah. Cody, personally. You know, but yeah, hey, I'm not not knocking Cody. He's done. He's learned a lot of it. But you know, yeah, we still miss like we still took to Trent coming to midfield to actually fix the midfield problem. Yeah. Okay. Can I add statistically what we've done? Like one of the things that, that we haven't scored and Trent playing there and, and particularly uh, CJ playing there, right, is that uh, we, we obviously have a little bit more possession. We've, we're attempting more passes. Um, so we're attempt- So the last, uh, the last 11 games versus previously, 
we're attempting about 40 passes, uh, 35 passes more a game. We're, um, we're succeeding with 29 passes more a game than we had. Our pass completion rate has gone up 5%. Our number of passes in the final third has gone up 40 a game and 8% possession. So it's, it's success has gone up 8%. So we 8% of the time, 8% of, uh, of our total passes extra are finding their target or are not no longer causing us an issue. So we're, so we're creating the same amount of big chances. We're creating um, the same amount, a well, similar amount of uh, chance quality of threat whilst giving the opposition so much less and we're controlling what happens deliberately in the final third. Alexa might be the prototypical version of, of doing that exact thing from the middle of the pitch, um, yeah. which is really smart and strategic. But I, I want to give uh, credit to Jürgen for seeing, for sol- finally solving that problem. It was a very obvious problem we talked about a lot this season. And whether you lie in bed at night or you're in the shower and you come up with this idea, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try this. Or you've tried 50 different things. One of them happened to work a little bit. So you, okay, I'm going with that. Yep, that works. Can we back this up a little bit? How do we optimize this thing? And whatever it is, whether it was deliberate practice from a, um, his UEFA Pro license catalogue he, he built 10 years ago, or it was just having the courage of his conviction once it went, it, once it started to have a, a little bit of success to fully buy in and, and change everything, the way we're training to, to maximise this. It deserves credit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's fair. Right, so we've all got some probably got some stats and stuff that um, we haven't yet covered off. So I suggest we have a quick five minutes stats blitz to get stuff out that we out we'd spotted for the season. I do want to credit us generally, other than the period in January where we were a bit ropey defensively. Set plays were a big positive yet again this season. Um, we did we it was us and Newcastle were the, the most dominant threat in the league from set plays and, and we were overall very good defensively from set plays other than January when the team was really small and Van Dijk wasn't actually in the team uh, and it's worth worthwhile noting again Virgil was he was 10th in the whole in the whole league for aerials one which considering we're like a 70, 70% possession team had some go in um, and he was fourth for win rate this season bang on his career average at 74.2% so that side of Virgil was, was still holding up well Um Guys, you got anything else you want to bring up quickly? I've got some individual stuff, Dan. Yes. This, this is my uh, opening gambit for the hour and a half long newness pod that we might do. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he created 1.46 big chances a game. Yeah. Which is 0.57 big chances created at 90. Which is amazing, incredible. Mm. He also attempted one point four one per ninety, which is the next best was Jota at one point one seven, then Firmino one, Firmino at one side, and then Salah at not point nine three. Now Salah obviously played all the games, so that's a 
there's some context for you. But we've got kind of a bit of a maverick on our hands here. Yeah, we have. Kind of a numbers monster that doesn't suit the tactical approach of the team. Yeah. Still seems to produce ridiculous numbers. And as we talked about in the group, when you asked about the uh, transfer part and when we should sell and things, um, I think Paul Tompkins is just in an article on the reasons to sell him and the reasons to keep him. All right. Um, yeah, big deep dive on him. I, I think if we could get sixty million, I'd sell. Mm. But I am absolutely on board seeing what we can do with him. Do you know what you mentioned his big chance is created? These numbers down there. Some else though, aren't they? Come on. Yeah. Come on. So just on the on yeah. his big chances created, right? Eight only eighteen percent of his big chances that he created were scored. So there's something there to look into. I don't yeah, know. If so it's that's not fit. his fault. Well like I was saying with Trent. So what, what I was to say was some of the times that Sai was saying he was creating big chances that weren't actually that of that good they might have registered on but there was something about them, the pass or the, the ball in that wasn't good. But I mean, anyway, that's a technicality. But it's, it's so interesting that before Trent had a Premier League assist, or maybe he had one at that point, we were saying on this pod, yeah, it was his second best ever season. I think it ended up maybe his best season. Yeah. Yeah, terms yeah. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. So he had, he, he was doing the process. Yeah. What he'd always done. And everyone was criticising him for his defending. And, and we were still going... But the the process is there. What he's being asked to do yeah. is still happening in this team. Um, there's something with Nunes that I can't quite. He, he finished. He, he finished with the most shots per ninety in the league, uh, four point five. Next highest yeah. was Mitrovic. It's all processed, Dan, isn't it? Yeah, three point eight. Uh, he was third for non penalty xG per ninety minutes in the end with point six four. Harland was obviously top point seven five. Uh, he was first for shots on target per ninety minutes, which is one point eight six. Uh, second was actually Bobby Firmino, 1.85. Haaland was 1.72. Uh, but he was also the 13th worst for conversion versus his non-penalty HG. He finished 3.1 under, uh, the worst in the league. Then we had a sweep mistake on the worst in the league versus non-penalty HG. And it's habits. It is habits. Minus 4.8 yeah. was the worst. Well, good guess that. Nice one, Rosie. Good memory, that, mate. <laughs> but just on yeah. Bobby Firmino, right? Just, just unreal, right? Sixty-four uh, percent of his shots on top. Sixty-four percent of his shots were on target. That's just nuts. He had a twenty-four, twenty-eight percent shot conversion, <laughs> which is third best in the Premier League. Uh, Taiwo Awani was the highest with twenty-nine percent shot conversion this season, and okay. Bobby was five point five over his his xG. It was fourth best in the league. Uh, do you want to know who was best in the league for outperforming xG? Is it an obvious one? Yeah. Harry Kane. It is Kane. Yeah. Yeah. 8.3. 8.3 over. Oh, I've done my research. Do you think that's his best best season in the Premier League? Harry Kane? I think it was, yeah. Maybe not in pure goals, but I think he's had one better, hasn't he, in pure goals? But anyway, yeah, but yeah, all around, around, yeah, yeah, around, around, yeah. yeah. But uh, Mo Salah finished most um, carries into the box of any player in the Premier League this season with 87. He was fifth overall for progressive carries and he was sixth for passes into the penalty area. So, yeah. And highest for fewer pe- fewest penalties per touches in the box. 
Yes, yes, and he was yeah, outrageously low fouls fouls against straight. Yeah, Yeah. Um, Alison the Alison Becker tribute stats to finish off for me. Um, He was ten point one over his post shot xG by the end of the season in all competitions. Um, That was obviously that's the best in Europe. Um, Gavin Bazunu from Southampton was sixteen point six (laughs) under. <laughs> That's a twenty-six point twenty-six goal swing yeah, to two, two keepers. Um, his previous best season of his career was seven point four over. So this is Allison's best season of his career, whilst facing the hardest shots. He, so he, the point three three post shot xG average he faced versus point two nine was his previous worst, which is just no, just crazy. He had the most sweeper actions in the Premier League again. Uh, 2.4 per 90. Martinez of Villa was the second with 2.1. Um, right now, just an idea, right? Uh-huh. He made 58 saves in our title winning season. 58. How many saves did he make this season in the Premier League? 92. Is it another centurion? It is a centurion. Uh, 105. It is 105, 105, <laughs> so not far oh, off double. Uh, just crazy for only 58 saves all season in the title winning team. Jeez. But that's how good that side was, right? Yeah. That's that's another question we were chatting in the, in the chat, wasn't it? Like how good that team was, but yeah. Yeah. Bart, have you got any final little stato? Only, only some weird stuff, all right, which do you know what period of time we scored and conceded the most in a game was? In a fifteen-minute period, Bayern game. No, 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 no. Block no. Of, overall, uh, block, a block of fifteen minutes. You know which one we conceded. I think the fifteen minutes the before half time were the worst. So actually, it's fifteen to thirty after half time. Ah, it's fifteen to thirty. We scored five and conceded four. They're our lowest in the season. Right. So, yeah, and then in terms of uh, passing output and the rest of it, our best period is sixty to seventy-five. And uh, no, sorry, thirty to forty-five. And sorry, and our were and our best defensively to stopping the opposition from playing is between sixty and seventy-five. So yeah, just some boring, you know, periods of game type stuff that I look at. Yes, yeah. mm. uh, never boring, Phil. Sorry, I'll give you the last word. Any, any, any final facts that you wanted to get out of the the, the twenty-two, twenty-three season? Okay, so obviously uh, you can all name who who had the most post shot XG in the team. Mo? Mo. Do you know who's second? Bobby? No. Nunes? No. Cody? No. Is it non Jota? Jota? Oh, this, and, and this actually goes to, a, to an argument we've had for, for, for five years now. Virgil? Virgil. <laughs> he had the second highest oh, non okay, Wow. wow. But, so Virgil had... 3.13 xG of shot from his 28 shots he's had this season, but those 28 shots resulted in 12.9 post shot. Oh, Some of that was Forest game away, right? Headers, yeah. right? Yeah, with low yeah. XG. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Crazy, but that's crazy. Uh, so, so just to delve down into this seems to be the the, the theme of my uh, of this pod uh, post shot xG. With um, XG versus post shot, that that Darwin has fourteen point three XG and eleven post shot, so he's underperforming by three and a half goals. Yeah, Mo twenty two 
XG, 28.7 post shot. Yeah. Bobby, six and a half to 11. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's, you've got to add value. D- uh, and Diogo was 6.2 up to 8.8. Even yeah. Diaz is three and a half up to four and a half. Yeah. Where's Cody? Uh, oh, crikey. So, yeah. Cody is at six up to eight. Yeah. So okay. all With of them the, improved their post value shot. Value apart from one. Apart from one. Well, we actually overperformed the post shot XG as a team in the end finishing. By the end of the season, we talked about how bad it was. By the end of the season, we were the fifth best finishing team. We, we outperformed our post shot by 4.3 as a team. City and Arsenal were, were joint top with 17.2, which is probably why they're the best two teams in the league but this season. But yeah, it's 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 really weird. It's just, it, it is, it will never explain, will we, the way it, the hot and cold streaks work, say? So. No. Apart from quality tends to stand up over the course of the season. I know Lubo would argue, but um, the, I think if you delve down to the granular level of what is saved against what is missed against what is scored, that mm. gives you a little bit more information. Bobby, Bobby went on an uber hot streak uh, in two, two seasons ago, maybe three seasons ago yeah. where he scored every big chance that came his way at one point, yeah. but they were all right in front of the goal. And then he went, he went another one where he went, he missed 12 big chances in a row and he, he couldn't yeah. score up. But yeah, he, yeah. He's just been, the last four years of his. He's just been so streaky. He's so streaky. Yeah, and hopefully, all we can do is hope that Darwin is streaky. But as time plays out, the aberration in his numbers is one season. It's not the norm. It's the aberration. Yeah, as in the positive. Yeah, let's hope yeah. so. All right. Well, thanks very much for everything this season, chaps. It's been a tough one at times. Been a few highlights. Um, thank you, Rosie. Thank you, Bartz. Thank you, Sai. Um, and we will be back during the summer occasionally, doing a little bit here and there. Might doing some, might do some transfer pods sometime. Um, on new signings pods, hopefully uh, more of those. Yeah, I think I think we should do we should do a breakdown every time we sign somebody. Yeah, Gags would like yeah. that. That's for sure. Do some radar. I I incidentally have a series on on uh, ACLs in women's football coming out. If anyone's not bored by that. Excellent. Excellent. We'll plug it from the account, that's for sure, Sai. Yeah. But thank you very much for everything, and we'll be back soon. And thanks, everybody, for listening all season. Thanks for the collaborations on Discord and the the, 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 the Under Pressure community there on Discord. Absolutely fantastic contributions across the board. Um, yeah, you really, um, you really, you're really giving us good ideas and things to think about and make the questions right for the show. But, uh, yeah, until next time, cheerio. Up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.